Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Roy's Conquests Courtney by Jackal 54641 Chapter 01 We're all sinners. Each and every one of us has a deep-rooted flaw that defines the worst of our personalities. The hard part is looking within ourselves and acknowledging our own. For me, this comes easily. I'm very aware of what mine is. What doesn't come easily to me is the desire to change. To change, you have to want to. And I simply don't want to. So what's my sin? I covet. In particular, I covet my the wives of my neighbors. Again, who doesn't? But whereas most men keep it locked away in a guilty corner of their imagination, I act on it. God gifted me with all the tools I'd ever need charm, charisma, cunning, and a few physical ones that I'll tell you about in due time. In short, I'm a seducer. It's my lifestyle. And I'm never going to change. It's just too much fun. My neighborhood was, what the local teens would call, suburban hell. It was a classic Stepford Wives utopia of upper-middle-class houses in a predominantly white demographic. The yards were open plots of green grass, the hedges were professionally manicured, and most backyards featured swimming pools or koi ponds. Birds sang their songs. Lawn mowers hummed in the distance. It was the kind of place you'd never hear domestic shouting matches or the blare of a police siren. My neighbors were mostly young couples in their mid-twenties. Innocent and sheltered, fresh out of college, and making their first big bucks as legal aides, or IT professionals, programmers, or some sort of white-collar corporate jobs where daddy was friends with the boss and was able to set them up for life. They were all in that transitional period newly married, making six figures for the first time in their young lives, and figuring that the next step for them was to buy their dream house, before they'd fill their new nests with babies. For an old bull like me, that was always the perfect time to strike. It's a time when insecurities run high in young households. Husbands aren't confident, so they devote most of their time to their jobs. Their wives pick up on that lack of confidence, and spend their days fretting over if they made the right choice in mates. Feelings of regret, insecurity, and curiosity are at a fever pitch. Everyone is an adult, but none of them actually feel like an adult. It's easy to see it on their faces. She wasn't a knockout by any stretch of the imagination. You'd look at her and call her, normal cute. She had long curly brown hair natural, not dyed and large blue eyes. Her face reminded me of actress Minnie Driver, especially her nose and cheeks, if that makes sense. Sort of a curving nose that widened, but not unpleasantly. She had round cheeks that gave her nervous smile a small, somewhat chipmunk quality. She would be dynamite if she had the confidence or the know-how to style her hair and makeup, but she didn't, so she fell into the cute category. The kind of girl where you'd notice her friend sitting next to her, before you'd notice her. She'd definitely be a good candidate for one of those makeover shows the kind where they take a natural seven, give her a new dress, new hairstyle, and some makeup, and she's suddenly a 9.5. She was tall, probably about 5 feet 8 inches. One of those girls who hit her growth spurt early in life, and stood a full head taller than her classmates, before they caught up to her. As a result, she was a bit gawky 
and tended to let herself slump forward to hide it. Pity really, because she was hiding a tremendous figure. Even her style of dressing was unimpressive and plain. Uninteresting white tennis shoes, baggy jean shorts that came to mid-thigh, the kind that a middle-aged mother might wear for a walk in the park, and a plain salmon-colored tank top that was far from revealing. But somewhere under that was a body just waiting to be discovered by someone with the means to appreciate it. She was all leg. Her thighs were thick, long, and smooth, and seemed to go on forever. And hidden by those nervously hunched shoulders was a pair of plump, round D-cups. Maybe even double Ds. I could only imagine how fantastic those puppies would look as she simply carried herself with a little confident shoulders back and chest out. The thought made me drool. I knew I needed a closer look. Her and her husband were in the process of finishing up their move by the time I took notice. The moving van had long ago shipped out. I found them unloading their SUV with the last of their boxes. Hi there, I said as I stepped around the hedges that divided our driveways. They looked up at me, and though there was a bashful quality to the two of them, what is it about kids in their twenties that are so damn introverted? I could tell that my appearance put them instantly at ease. I'm a very disarming man, probably why I'm so under the radar about what I do. Nobody expects to lose their hot young wife to a sixty-year-old single guy. Despite my age, I'm still a spry fella. I have a home gym that I use obsessively. There's barely an ounce of fat on me. Every single muscle on my body is meticulously maintained and cared for, strengthened to its peak. In my older age, I've come to draw inspiration from Jack Lalan. You want nice things? You gotta work hard for them. Which is why it's so easy to snatch away nice things from young guys who take the path of least resistance. On this particular day, my pastel yellow polo was stretched to the limit over my broad pecs and tight abs. My biceps bulged with the casserole I'd whipped up last night to greet the new neighbors. I already had big muscles, but today, I could feel them stretching the sleeves of my polo, threatening to tear through like the Hulk. I made sure the veins stood out, loud and proud. I can only imagine what they must have thought at my appearance. I've been told on more than one occasion that I look like a door-to-door Mormon, mixed with a retired swinger. Clean cut with a broad, prominent smile and dazzling white teeth. I tan, so that makes them stand out even more. I still have a full head of hair, thank God, that is bright blonde. I keep it on the longer side, swept back like a surfer boy it keeps me looking youthful. It's the only part of my body where I have hair, but that'll be our little secret. I usually dress in flip-flops, khaki shorts, and pastel polos. I could be the manager at a golf course disarming and pleasant. I like it that way. I'm Roy. Roy David. I live next door. I wanted to welcome you folks to the neighborhood. They looked tired and messy. The husband set down his box and shook my hand. His palm was clammy and his grip was weak. My paw absolutely enveloped his. Steve Hammond, he told me. He was a sweaty pudgy kid in cargo shorts with pale skin, a baby face and flaming red hair that was matted to his scalp. His features were lively a man-boy who probably aggravated his wife from time to time with a relentlessly juvenile sense of humor. He looked like the type of guy who'd rather watch internet videos of people getting hit in the balls instead of read a book. And he was definitely the type to go outside in shorts, even during winter because he was lazy but would tell everybody it was because the cold didn't bother him. This is my wife, Courtney. Steve waved over his shoulder, almost absently, before returning his attention to the bowl in my arms. Ooh. What did you bring us? I laughed good-naturedly. Of course Doughboy's eyes went right to the food. 
Just something I whipped up the second I spotted your moving van. I handed him the bowl. Courtney was juggling a large awkward box in her arms and trying to leverage it higher with her knee. The sweat gleamed pleasantly from her long thick thigh. I could assess them immediately. She was out of his league but had no clue. Her self-esteem issues were the reason she'd married the first guy she'd dated. And though her expression told me that she wasn't always thrilled by Steve, she figured him as her only option. I'd happily give her a thrill. She barely even looked my way. Hi, she said disinterestedly, fighting her burden. Baby, lunch has arrived. He called over his shoulder. Steve, could you help me? She grunted. Steve began to mutter out an apology, but I intervened. No, I got it. I hurried over to Courtney, getting my first up-close look at my next project. A corner of the box had snagged her shirt and pulled it low. I got a hint of the tops of her plump breasts. They were luscious and round the sweat standing out like droplets of dew, catching the light and sparkling on her tanning skin. I caught a hint of tan likes in that flash. I resolved right then that I'd have my chance to play with them. Here, allow me. I smiled my usual pleasant smile, and before she could protest, I snatched it from her arms. Geez, I grunted, hefting it and shifting the weight to just one arm. It really wasn't that heavy for me. What do you got in here? The entire encyclopedia? She smiled shyly, though I could tell there was a lingering hint of annoyance that Steve hadn't rushed over to help. She just didn't want to call him out in front of company. Fine by me. Thanks. She dusted her hands on her shorts and adjusted her top. Um, books, yes, but not the encyclopedia. She shook my hand as I offered it to her. My enormous palm completely enfolded hers. I let my hand linger on hers for just a second longer than is conventional, deliberately never taking my eyes off hers. Young men and women have no concept of the power of eye contact. I would guess Stephen King. I carried the box easily in one arm, inviting myself up the front steps and into the living room. But I'm betting that you don't care for horror. You look more like a... I paused, narrowing my eyes and using this as a pretext to appraise her body beneath those frumpy clothes. I was not disappointed. A Shakespeare kind of girl. Romantic and thoughtful. She laughed bashfully, and I could see her lack of people skills showing. She legitimately didn't know what to say to that. Her cheeks had the slightest hint of color. Her smile was hesitant. I couldn't tell if my intrusion was making her annoyed or self-conscious maybe a little of both. But that never stopped me before. Like I figured, she shied away from the compliment. Yeah, I'm not one for horror. I know it's not popular to say, but I hate Halloween. I want to just hide the entire month of October. She admitted. I laughed. I'm not a fan either. I lied. But that's because I have a sweet tooth and would rather keep all the candy for myself than pass it out. Good to know I'm not alone. She smiled, loosening up a bit. Never. I winked. You know the nice thing about being old enough to be a married woman's father? She doesn't suspect I'm being flirty. There's a lot of things I can say that will get dismissed as merely, oh, Roy's just being nice. Steve passed us, heading for the kitchen. Oh God, are you guys talking Halloween already? He asked. Roy doesn't like it either. Courtney declared happily, like she finally had someone on her side in an ongoing feud. Well then you and Roy can hide in your bunkers until it's over. Steve called playfully back at us. Steve's big into Halloween. Courtney sighed. His loss. I shrugged. This year we'll keep our lights off and we'll pass Skittles and Sangria back and forth over the fence. She laughed. Sounds like the best Halloween ever. I set the box down near the bookcase and dusted my hands.
thank you, she said. But seriously, you don't have to carry in our stuff. Piece of cake. Give me something heavy next time. I smiled. I noticed her eyes go to arms for just a moment. I was sure to flex them slightly, making the veins pop. My pecs jumped when I did. Hey, just because I'm an old man doesn't mean I'll break a hip when I pick things up and put them down. No, no. She held up her hands defensively. I didn't mean dash. I enjoyed the way her cheeks splashed with color when I teased her. To assume I'm some helpless old man? I allowed the smirk. She grew even brighter red. No, nothing like that. I grinned. Little lady, if you'd been born twenty years earlier, or I'd been born twenty years later, I'd show you a thing or two. This earned a bright red blush. She laughed dismissively, but I let my eyes stay locked on hers until she looked away. The gears were turning in her head to decide if I'd been light-hearted or serious. So, um, would you like to stay for lunch? She hooked her thumb over her shoulder. No, I'd better not. I just came to say hello and welcome you both. I'm glad to have some eye candy living next door. I winked at her, earning another blush. But I have a barbecue to set up for. I'll be grilling tomorrow in the backyard, if you and your husband want to swing by and drop off my bowl. Oh, um, only if you want. No pressure. I shrugged in a no-big-deal way. If you don't feel like cooking and want to take a dip in my pool after the big move, feel free to drop in. I knew that her house didn't have a pool. Okay, maybe we will. She smiled. I headed for the door and she called after me. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. I glanced back and winked. I knew they would show up for my little get-together. The food I gifted them pretty much ensured that. Young up-and-comers are always trying to be so polite. They came around the corner into the backyard with timid expressions of what to expect. Steve was wearing bright red swim trunks and a dark gray t-shirt that did nothing to flatter his dowie gut. A towel was slung over his shoulder. He had a pair of bright plastic sunglasses that looked like he bought them from a 25-cent gumball machine at the Chuck E. Cheese, resting on top of his red hair. He came prepared for a swim. Courtney didn't. She was in a blue sundress with spaghetti straps. It was tight across her chest, and I was right to assume she was sporting a pair of perfect round double Ds. She didn't dress to show them off, but it just so turned out that the outfit hugged them tight without being overly showy. She probably didn't even know how spectacular they were which only made me want them more. They were in discovered oasis of fun and possibilities. I just needed to loosen her up. The straps of her white bra were visible beneath hanging on for dear life to support those puppies. Below the delightful curve of her breasts, her dress was light and breezy. It came down to her knee again, modest and conservative. But what was this, just above her flip-flops? Was that an ankle tattoo? I grinned to myself. She had a tattoo of a flower some sort of wild lupin or lavender. It screamed of a quiet girl's attempt to prove that she could be daring. I glanced at her husband and mused probably not as daring as she wished she could be. She had sunglasses resting on her head, and her hair had been styled over one shoulder, wavy and wild and teasing one of her eyes behind a veil of cascading brown. The expression she wore was one of apprehensive nervousness. She didn't know what to expect, and that was just fine with me. Clearly she was not a social butterfly. She was here out of politeness. And it was even more evident by the party around them. My parties aren't exactly ragers. I work hard to keep my yard immaculate my own little oasis. My pool is small, but tropical and eye-catching, surrounded by lush plant life to create the illusion of a jungle. A wooden deck sits beneath a pergola, 
dressed up with furniture to be an outdoor lounge complete with wet bar and a recessed hot tub. And beneath the overhang of my back patio, an outdoor kitchen and tables all made and installed by yours truly. I'm sure that caught the attention of Mr. and Mrs. Hammond. But so did my guests. Let's just say, I'm part of a community who shares the same interests. The vast majority of my guests are women of all ages. A few of the younger crowd in their early twenties lounged by the pool in their sunglasses and tanning oil. Bottle blondes with the bodies of NFL cheerleaders they hadn't been difficult conquests, but they sure were trophies that were easy to admire. Especially with their bikinis untied to avoid tan lines. But a lot of my guests were also older gals. Middle-aged and up, in expensive bathing suits that showed off more skin than women their age often do, wraps and beach sarongs, and sparkling jewelry and accessories. They were still knockouts, but with something to prove. I don't discriminate. I like them all. The few men who were in attendance were my age, and not a young sixty, I assure you. Friends who were willing to, trade, with me from time to time. They were lounging in the bubbling hot tub that was recessed into my deck. One of them caught sight of Courtney and couldn't resist commenting. Oh man, Roy. Your parties get better and better. I cleared my throat. They're my new neighbors. Don't scare them away. I mumbled from the corner of my mouth. I put on a sunny smile and waved to them from behind the grill. The relief washed over their faces as they made their way over. I couldn't help but admire the way the gentle breeze made Courtney's dress cling to those long legs. Glad you two could make it, I said, delighted. I flipped a few burgers and closed the grill lid. Hi, thanks for having us, Courtney said, holding the a bowl just beneath those big plump melons of hers. We brought your bowl back. Thank you for the casserole, it was delicious. I topped you off with some pasta salad. She smiled, slightly bashful, as though she wasn't confident that it would be very good. Thanks, sweetie. We'll make this a regular thing. I gestured between me and her with the tongs. We'll just keep passing it back and forth. The bowl, that is. I let a playful smile spread across my face, and gave Steve a wink. He wasn't really listening. He was already eyeing up the pool. Feel free to go for a dip. I told him. I think I might take you up on that, Roy. He beamed. I turned back to Courtney. Where's your suit? Don't tell me you're not going in. I insisted. We're not done unpacking, and I couldn't find it. Courtney admitted. But the way she kept her eyes averted, I knew that was a lie. She was self-conscious about being in a bathing suit in front of new people. I don't know why. Her body was already drawing the stares of the male guests, and the ire of the female ones. I couldn't resist. That's fine. You can just jump in in your underwear. Or nothing at all. We're not a judgy bunch of perverts, right, fellas? Courtney's eyes widened in disbelief. The color spread across her cheeks. Before she could say something, her husband burst out laughing. Wow, he's got my sense of humor. I like this guy, Steve declared. You would. Courtney shook her head and snickered slightly. I slapped Steve on the back with one large hand. I'm only half kidding. I've got a few spares if you need one. I clacked the tongs a few inches from her nose, like I was going to playfully bite her. Spares? She cocked an eyebrow at me. I shrugged. I get visitors from time to time, and they sometimes don't bother with their bathing suits or forget them here. Steve's eyes went to the girls lounging by the pool. He got my meaning. Courtney blushed, trying to come up with an excuse. I don't know if that's dash, nonsense. It's too beautiful of a day to be a wallflower. I untied and discarded my kiss-to-cook apron and tossed it over a nearby lawn chair. 
Maybe later dash. She continued to protest, but when I stepped around the grill, she cut herself off. The color came to her face tenfold, and she gasped. I'm not a man who dresses modestly. Today was no exception. I was bare-chested. My hairless muscles tanned from the sun I soaked up. My pecs and arms rivaled any bodybuilder. But that's not what drew her attention. I was wearing my blue swimsuit a speedo. Most men frown upon such a choice in swimwear with good reason. I'm exactly that guy who married men hate in such attire. Because coiled up in that bathing suit is my most prized possession. It was sound asleep, for now. A second later, and Steve took notice too. His eyes also widened. Courtney averted her eyes after a second, but the cute redness remained. Steve knew that I saw them both look. Busted. He laughed, a bit uncomfortably. There's one at every party. He commented. Courtney lightly smacked him with the back of her hand, in an attempt to shush him. I don't blame you for showing off. Steve continued lightly. To quote Ron White, if it was mine, I'd be holding a picture frame around a dot. Steve! Courtney shot him a look. But I could tell that she was peeking at my manhood from the corner of her eye. Her tentative curiosity was really driving me wild. I can only imagine what they thought of me clean and groomed, in shape to an insane degree and a crotch that was literally bursting at the seams to contain the slumbering anaconda in my speedo. Combine that with an immaculate house and perfectly manicured yard. They might even assume I was into men. They would be wrong, but I wouldn't have discouraged that assumption if it put Steve at ease when I'm around his lovely wife. Let's get you folks some drinks. I clapped my meaty hands together, and draped my heavy arms over each of their shoulders, steering them toward the house. They came willingly, though I could sense the nervous tension in Courtney now. She no longer saw me as the harmless old man. That was a good thing because now she was seeing me as a sexual object. So how do you know everyone? Courtney asked. There was a tremble to her soft voice, and I could tell she was eager to take her mind off of my practically naked body. No idea. I just woke up this morning and these freeloaders were using my pool and drinking my beer. So I just figured what the hell? I'll join them. I laughed. Sounds like a good time, Steve said. Very funny, Roy. Courtney snickered. I shrugged. Let's just say, we're all sort of a singles group in our own way. And we'll leave it at that. In fact, the two of you are pretty much the only ones in the neighborhood who aren't divorced. Yet, Steve teased. Is there something in the water? Courtney asked. No, nothing like that. I responded. We're just a group who enjoys the benefits of being single and free. Hear, hear. Steve declared. Courtney shot him a scolding look as I guided them into the house. My arm stayed across Courtney's back, even as Steve whistled and inspected the kitchen. He didn't have a reason to feel threatened that I kept my arm on his wife's back, right in front of him, and she was too shy and polite to shrug me off. Deep down, I think we all instinctively knew our places, though years of evolution buried those thoughts of alphas, betas, and the spoils beneath mountains of consciousness. The kitchen, like everything else, was spotless. The table and counters featured rows of food, dips, chips, and things to munch on. So you're not married? Courtney asked. Divorced about ten years ago. Ah, I'm sorry, she said sympathetically. Don't be sorry. I'd bend over and rummage through the refrigerator, coming up with a cold beer for a Steve and a wine cooler for Courtney. I leaned my butt casually against the counter and let my muscles naturally flex. I caught Courtney looking while appearing not to look. We had different priorities. See, I'm very open and like to share things with a lot of people. 
especially when other people share things with me, and she wasn't as okay with that. I grinned, not taking my eyes off of Courtney. She looked uncertain, glancing away. I chased her with my eyes. With my point made, I dialed it back a bit asking a few questions about their marriage, how they met, how long they were together. When Courtney told me they were coming up on their six-month wedding anniversary, I felt my cock throb, straining the tight fabric of my speedo. Knowing that they were still in the honeymoon phase only made this that much more exciting for me. Steve's parents had money and got him a good job in IT, so their wedding loans were paid off. Courtney worked at the local high school as a library assistant. That explained a lot about her modest personality. I gave Courtney my undivided attention while keeping a watchful eye on our alcohol consumption throughout the conversation. By the time she was halfway through her second drink, it was time to give these youngsters a little nudge. Are we going swimming or what? I asked. I'm game. Steve was eager. That's what I like to hear. I clapped him on the back and threw a questioning look to Courtney. She sighed, but the alcohol had loosened her up a little. Okay, fine, she said, but then held up her finger. But only if you have a bathing suit I can borrow. I'm not going in naked. Steve and I laughed. No, no, of course not. I have a perfect string bikini and thong combo for you. I joked. Yeah, just slut her up a little, Steve declared. Steve! She blushed. I'll do my best. I winked and asked him to check the grill before he cannonballs into the pool. Then I took Courtney by the hand and led her down the hall. I let my fingers trail softly over her knuckles. Along the way, one of my many friends emerged from the bathroom. She looked sultry in her bikini, pearls, and heels, even for a forty-five-year-old. She gave me a smile as we passed, letting her eyes linger. Caught another one, did you? She clucked her tongue and gave a slow shake of her head. Her voice was dripping with sexual desire. Then she inspected Courtney. She's cute. Must be her first time. You're in for a treat, honey. Trust me. She gave Courtney a wink and reached her hand down and gave the bulge of my speedo a playful squeeze. Courtney's eyes widened. She stiffened a bit. It's not like that. Just giving her a quick tour. I replied with an easy smile and a laugh. Don't be too quick about it. She leaned in and gave me a gentle peck on the lips, eyeing up the young housewife by my side as she did so. When she pulled away, she commented, I'd better get back to my husband before he starts doing cannonballs. She laughed and sauntered away, popping her hips a bit for my attention as she went. Courtney looked stunned, her expression full of questions. I only smiled. I'm sorry that you had to see that. We share a lot of things at these parties. Her eyes darted from the departing woman and back to me. She legitimately wasn't sure what that meant. Her innocence drove me nuts. I wanted her right then, but this was about the long game. Courtney, in case there's any question in your mind, I'm a swinger. I said proudly. A swinger? She blinked, digesting it. Like from the 70s? I like to think I'm not that archaic. I enjoy sex with different partners. Including the married ones. I deliberately let the silence linger. The married ones? She was shocked. What about their husbands? Sometimes they know and they're completely okay with it, and everyone has a good time. Sometimes? I shrugged modestly. Sometimes, what they don't know won't hurt them. Her face was a mask of different thoughts and emotions. Of course she was familiar with the concept of swinging, but by the look on her face, it seemed foreign impossible to ever know someone who actively engaged in such acts. The kind of thing that over-the-top fictional adult movies were made of. 
For the briefest moment, I saw her eyes drop to my perfectly chiseled body, and the enormous bulge, neatly packaged up in my swimsuit. Is it starting to make more sense now? I stepped closer to Courtney. She froze like a deer in headlights as I came dangerously close to leaning in. I knew that look. She legitimately thought I was going to kiss her, or make a move. I reached my hand up behind her, my movements deliberately slow. I let the heavy bulge press against her hip. Then I snapped off the light in the bathroom that my guest had left on. Some people have no concept of the electricity that they waste. I smiled at her and turned away, continuing on. Her posture became relaxed again, but her expression remained bewildered. I apologize if that's a lot to digest right away. I explained as I walked with her. I know we just met, but I figured I'd let you know, to save you the speculation. We're going to be sharing a property line. You might see a lot of different women coming and going. You might notice a party or two going on in the backyard one that you weren't invited to. And if that's the case, I don't want you to be offended. This seemed to ease the tension. She let out a nervous laugh. Well, I'm glad you told me. I'll shut the blinds and keep Steve away from the windows. I thought I'd save you the trouble of speculating with your husband what my deal is. Now you can both stop wondering about me. Courtney considered this. If it's all the same to you, I don't think I'm going to mention this to my husband. Oh? It's not our business anyway. She admitted. But I don't want him freaking out. He'll either get giggly and start trying to peep over the fence like he's five, or he'll freak out and try to lock me away from you. Neither one will be good. Our little secret then. He sounds like a smart man. We put on quite the show. And if you ever felt compelled to join us, well, I think there'd be some fistfights over who got you. Her face turned bright red and she averted her eyes, although I noticed the curious way she stole another glance at my crotch. Despite her expression, a very flattered smile lingered. Shut up, she said and gave me a little shove. I'm serious. I'd have to kick everyone out of my house so I could get you all to myself. I responded, keeping my voice an ambiguous tone of teasing. It could have been a harmless comment from a flirtatious old man, or it could have been an invitation. She finally managed control her blushing as we reached the stairs. You have a really nice home. She admired as we went. I run a tight ship. I replied as I took her upstairs to the bedroom. We paused outside of the master. She looked a little worried to be venturing in. I couldn't resist laughing. Is this how it's always going to be now? I confided something about myself, and now my bedroom is the lion's den? It might very well be. She joked back. I brushed past her. I only play with those who consent. If you're not, then you have nothing to fear. I smiled. I suppose you're right. She followed me in and took in my bedroom with a shake of her head. She couldn't resist laughing. What? I asked. I feel like I stepped into Austin Powers' bedroom. Her girlish giggle turned into full-blown laughter. Groovy baby, I replied. I knew what she meant. My bedroom looks as you'd expect from a womanizing man whore. It was painted shades of striking dark gray. The furniture was stylish, done in shades of bold colors. My bedspread was tiger print, a joke gift from one of my friends. The lighting was low and moody. And yes, I had some shelves of lotions and sex toys. Most of it was for conversation pieces to get whatever guest I was entertaining to reveal what she was into. What is that for? She asked, pointing to the video camera on a tripod in the corner of the room. I smiled. Well, it's not for documenting a video blog, if that's what you're asking. She reddened. I was very unabashed about my lifestyle. 
a complete open book unashamed and vocal. I don't think she was prepared for someone to be so conversational about their sexual activities. She glanced out the bedroom window. It overlooked her backyard and the window of her bedroom. Oh gosh, I suppose I should invest in some good window shades after all. I agree, I replied. All it takes is for you to get careless once after a shower, and they'll have to cart me out after you give me a heart attack. I was rewarded again with another blush. Hush, you, she said modestly. I rummaged through a few drawers until I was able to produce a bathing suit for her. It was a black one-piece. This is the most modest I can offer you. It's brand new. So you don't have to worry about who it might have belonged to. It still had the tags and I explained I kept a few on hand for guests who were shy. Courtney was relieved that it really wasn't something slutty or titillating. That wasn't her style. Baby steps. You can change in here. I told her. I'd better get back to the grill. There's towels in the bathroom closet. She pointed to the camera. That better not be on. She joked. You'll just have to trust me. I replied playfully. Courtney smiled and collected one of the throw blankets from the end of the bed and tossed it over the camera. I don't. She laughed lightly. I looked her dead in the eyes. My smile not faltering but becoming completely serious. A stunner like you, you shouldn't. And I turned and left her to her privacy. I returned to the grill, confident that I'd planted the seed of her curiosity. Now it just needed time to grow. I don't want to get ahead of myself, or the story, but I later found out what Courtney did while she had free roam of my bedroom, she admitted it. Alone, curiosity did get the best of her. She wandered from the window to the shelf of sex toys. Courtney examined them, wondering just what kind of man I am. The notion that I have sex with multiple different partners was foreign to her. She had been with Steve since high school and though he had many personality quirks that she found childish, she had never entertained the idea of exploring other possibilities. For her to have sex with someone else, she and Steve would need to break up. And since they never broke up, Steve was the only man she'd go to bed with. She always assumed that people who had multiple partners, especially married ones, were shameful and stayed hidden. I, on the other hand, was so open and proud of it. There was a bold confidence to the way I spoke of it, like not only was I proud— but it was the most normal thing in the world. Maybe for you. She muttered to the shelf full of lotions, oils, and massagers. She walked over to the drawers, knowing it was wrong, but with a trembling hand, she cracked the top drawer. Clothing, nothing more sinister. But a few drawers down, she found a collection of more sex toys. Handcuffs, dildos large and small and of different colors, blindfolds, and even a riding crop. She gasped and quickly shut it. Her face was red. When she slowed her pounding heart, she let out a little laugh. Creepy old man, she commented. On top of the dresser, she spied a box of condoms. Magnum XL. Of course you would be, Roy. She laughed a little easier, thinking of the bulge in my speedo. It was difficult for her to admit out loud, but she wasn't used to a man with a body like mine. Steve had always been naturally pale and never in shape. Even in high school, he'd been a bit husky. There was no trace of muscle definition to him. I'll take Steve's head on Roy's body. She joked to herself, finally comfortable enough to slip the straps from her dress and let it flutter to the floor. Okay, maybe Zac Efron's head on Roy's body, with Steve's name. She giggled guiltily, her face flushing bright red. The alcohol had given her a pleasant flutter. Although the thought of my cock both frightened and intrigued her. The bulge alone told a tale of a man who, even soft, was bigger than her husband hard. 
She knew it was wrong to have those thoughts to compare a stranger to the man she loved. She should be happy with what Steve had. Everyone was different, and though her husband lacked in some departments, he fit her better in others, right? But as she began to unhook her bra, she idly wondered if that was really the case. Or had she just played it safe and hopped on the first ship that looked comfortable enough? It was possible the ship wasn't sailing to where she wanted to go. She glanced at my bed, wondering how many women slept in it. I had been so casual about it, but so openly flirtatious that I found her attractive. She wondered if I'd really meant it. Did I really think she was hot? Would I really indulge her if she wanted to experiment outside of her marriage? She glanced down at her full breasts as her bra fell free. Though she never thought highly of herself, she knew that Steve loved her body, and she'd caught me looking too. Maybe it was expected. I was a creepy old man. Maybe I was just being flirty because that was my way. I could have any woman that I wanted as evident by my lifestyle. But with that said, she was sure I'd be discreet and not tell a soul, even if she got carried away and immediately regretted it. Stop it, she told herself. He's old enough to be your father. But as she peeled her panties down, she found that they were wet. She blushed, seeing firsthand that she had been aroused. She thought again of my six-pack abs and bulging speedo. Okay, he's definitely not billed like your father. She forgave herself for the arousal. Nude, standing in my bedroom, she reached for the swimsuit and found her eyes coming to rest on my video camera. She cocked her head, wondering what it would be like, being videotaped. She plucked away the blanket that she draped over it. She didn't know much about photography, but saw that the light wasn't on. It was powered off. She glanced at the camera and bit her lip. You like that? She said in a mock sexy voice, putting her hand to her hip and giving a sexy spin. She faced her back to the camera and peered at it over her shoulder, flashing a coy smile. She giggled to herself. For one crazy moment, she had the impulse to power it up and take a short video. She was positive I wouldn't mind, and I certainly wouldn't. And she knew that if she did, it would be a secret kept between us. But that would be crazy. She finished putting the suit on, collected her towel, and hurried from the room. Although it wasn't one of the wilder suits I could have offered her, she definitely turned some heads when she joined us on the patio. Her big round tits filled it out well, and gave me a much better sense of what I was working with. It was the type of suit that was slit down the middle to her navel. Her cleavage was ample and each breast threatened to make its appearance if she turned or bent wrong. Her stomach wasn't washboard, but it was pleasant, and her butt was more impressive than those frumpy mom shorts were willing to reveal. And God Almighty, did she have legs. She sensed the look she was getting, especially from me behind the grill. Close your jaw, you old pervert. She joked quietly as she passed me, heading for the pool. I was able to appreciate that she was comfortable, or buzzed, enough around me to shake off some of her initial bashfulness and make such remarks. I shrugged. Just memorizing this image, because I'm guessing your normal swimsuit will look like a turn-of-the-century bathing costume dot. She shot me a look. She didn't like me challenging her like that. Good. Courtney took a quick dip in the pool. Steve spent most of the day lounging on a raft. The day was spent just having fun and mingling. I kept my guests fed and made sure that the alcohol was definitely in constant supply. Especially for my special little projects. The times that I wasn't talking to my cute new neighbor, I'd catch her glancing my way. She was getting pleasantly buzzed, and I sensed that she was trying to figure me out. We sat together in the hot tub at one point. Nothing enhances an alcohol buzz like a pool of bubbling hot water. Oh my god! She purred and moaned, 
resting her back against the jets. Hearing her voice practically moan made the blood rush to my manhood. The speedo began to feel very tight indeed. Nice, huh? I was next to her, trying not to make it obvious that my eyes had wandered to the water that was frothing between her breasts. Nice? I'm stealing this. She giggled slightly. What a coincidence, I'm stealing this. I smiled and gave her thigh a squeeze. The surprise registered on her face, but she was far too relaxed to make a scene. You're relentless, she said, but didn't push my hand away. I left it there, just to test her. Am I? I can't tell if you just like to flatter women, or if you're serious. Follow me upstairs, and we'll find out. My hand slid a little higher. Her eyes widened. I saw the color splash across her cheeks. I'm pretty sure Steve wouldn't agree to that. She responded, and glanced at her husband, still lounging in the pool. His ridiculous sunglasses were pulled down, and his pale belly was beginning to redden. That's the exciting part, don't you think? I remarked. My hand traveled higher. She bit her lip. That it'd be a challenge? I shook my head. It'd be like taking candy from a baby. I don't know. Courtney sounded doubtful. Steve likes his candy. I barked a laugh. I can see that. I glanced at his belly. She reddened. That sounded meaner than I meant it. I was trying to be playful. That was good, I liked it. Maybe Steve won't notice his, uh, candy is being shared once in a while. The blush on her face lingered, but she laughed. Relentless. She splashed me. Go get me another one of these. She held up her empty bottle. Before I remember that your hand has been pawing my leg for the last ten minutes. I wasn't put off. I slid from the water, letting it run off my bulging muscles. Up close, she was afforded a very good view of how hard I worked on it. And as I climbed out, her eyes went right to my crotch. I know why. The feeling of her bare thigh beneath my palm had woken me up quite a bit. My cock had stiffened, and the speedo was beginning to pull away from my body affording her a nice side view of the tool that I carried around every day. Her eyes were huge. She averted them after a moment. Not just harmless flirting after all. Suddenly it became a bit real for her. Eventually Steve woke up from his floating nap and was faced with a startling new reality. He found me and Courtney sitting on the lip of the tub, bottles in hand, letting the summer air dry us off. Everything all right? Courtney asked, seeing the awkward way he shuffled. Holy shit, I'm going to be hurting tomorrow, he declared drunkenly. His entire body was bright red. Did you put on sunscreen? And no, he admitted guiltily. Jesus Christ, Steve. She sighed like she was lecturing a kid for the hundredth time. You're already as pale as a ghost. You have to be careful, he groaned. I'm going to head home. He shook my hand and thanked me for inviting him. I'll be a few steps behind you, Courtney said. Just let me finish my drink and get changed. Steve wandered home, like he'd soiled himself. He was afraid to move too much. Mind if I borrow your bedroom again? Courtney asked. I smiled. Do you even have to ask? Okay, stupid question. She admitted. Alone in my room, she removed her wet bathing suit and tossed it over the shower curtain rod in the bathroom. The alcohol had loosened her up, and she wandered naked to the window that overlooked her bedroom. She could see Steve across the way, arriving home and inspecting his burn. She felt bad, because until now, she hadn't given much thought to Steve's pale dad bod and its effect on her. Since she and Steve had gotten together, she had never considered herself as a sexual person. Sure, she enjoyed it when she had it, 
but it never excited her. And in her drunken state, staring out the window at her husband, she was beginning to make a few connections. Now that she had something to compare it to, Steve's body was vastly different than mine. Muscles like the ones I boasted, she assumed only existed on movie stars and bodybuilders men that she'd never meet. Certainly not on men who would openly flirt with her and make themselves readily available to her. I was over twice her age, yes, but now something that she never thought she'd come close to, she could simply reach out and touch, and I'd be just fine with that. Steve turned, and Courtney quick ducked out of view, suddenly realizing that she had been standing fully naked in front of the bedroom window. Not only could Steve have seen, but partygoers in the backyard might have had a view of her. Oh God, had she been noticed? The heat was creeping up to her face, and she scrambled to collect her clothes. Her heart was pounding, but there was also a strange feeling in her core excitement. In her haste, Courtney tucked her bra and panties into her purse and pulled her sundress on over her body. The sun had kissed her today, bronzing her skin instead of burning it. She was warm to the touch, but that could have also been the thrill. She took a moment to compose herself, calming down slightly, and gave my bedroom one final inspection. The camera caught her attention again. There was no denying thrill she'd felt at the thought of me seeing her. She wondered if I really did chronicle my sexual escapades on camera, and found her gaze wandering to my TV and video player. It was wrong. She knew it would be, but the image of my cock packed tightly into my bathing suit ticked her curiosity. What would she see if she hit power and pressed play? Would something pop up that satisfied her interest? She glanced at the shut bedroom door, and decided what the hell. Before she lost her nerve, she flicked them on and pressed play, not expecting anything to actually appear on the screen. To her shock, it did. And it was loud. Fuck me, Roy! The bimbo on the screen declared. It was a video I'd taken only a week ago a bottled blonde slut that was half my age was on her back, screaming in delight. And there was Courtney's dear old smooth-talking neighbor. Only she barely recognized me. I was hovering over her, in profile, utterly slamming this floozy. My muscles bulged, my face was red, the veins in my neck and forehead were standing out. It was purely animalistic. My body was moving like a jackhammer, and my voice came out as a series of grunts and growls. Arg, 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 arg. Over and over again. The bed shook violently, and her tits bounced and rolled with each thrust. Her legs behind my back, she was screaming in pleasure. Yes, 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 yes. Fuck. Courtney's eyes popped. She had never seen sex so forceful and wild. It was like watching animals mate. Nothing like she was used to. And the entire time, my grunts came out rapid fire, like a caveman. She gasped and switched off the TV after only a second, aware of how loud that had been. She turned in time to catch sight of me standing in the doorframe of the bedroom. The bewilderment and guilt at having gotten caught snooping was priceless. So was the sight of her nipples free of her bra pressing through the fabric of her dress. When she moved, there was a lot of extra jiggle to them. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, she said. Her face was a million shades of red. It was a total accident. I laughed and stepped into the room, still in just my speedo. An accident? I've never seen my TV just turn itself on. I wasn't offended, nor was I interrogating. I was the same as I always am. Did you get curious? It's okay if you did. She hesitated to answer rubbing her hands nervously together in front of her waist. She had trouble meeting my eyes caught with her hand in the cookie jar. Maybe a little. You're definitely not built like Steve, she said, then brought her hand up to her mouth, surprised that she had just blurted that out. 
But I didn't see anything. She followed up by adding. And you were hoping to? That's why you pressed play. I was just curious. She said, the alcohol giving her the courage to at least be honest. I took this as my opportunity and smiled at her. I hooked my fingers through my swimsuit, pushing them down to my ankles and stepping out of it. An audible gasp escaped her lips. There I was, totally naked in front of my neighbor. She was like a deer in headlights, regarding me. See? I smiled. It's not a big deal. She let out a half gasp, half laugh. Not a big deal? My aunt had horses that weren't as big, she remarked. She wasn't wrong. This life had gifted me with a lot of wonderful things. In this case, she was referring to my cock. Free from its tight spandex prison, it hung like a pendulum between my thighs. When it was aroused, the bulbous head would extend to my knee. And I've seen many of my rendezvous have difficulty completely encircling the shaft with their fingers. Even the most promiscuous of women find themselves shocked by the sight of my manhood. I can only imagine what this wholesome ray of innocence was thinking as she gazed upon it right now. All she could do was stare at it. Oh, it's not that big, I said proudly, strutting up to her and taking her hand before she could process her own actions. Here, feel the weight, and I thrust her hand against it. Her eyes popped again. My cock swelled against her touch, and I noticed the way her fingers squeezed slightly. Roy, I dash, she began. I shushed her easily and began to move her hand up and down my length. At practically every inch, she gave it a squeeze, her chest rising and falling quickly. There was nothing but shock and astonishment on her face. My cock throbbed against her touch, and she let out a gasp. Oh my dash! My hand moved with hers, back and forth slowly, still too caught up in her own shock to realize that she was basically jerking me off. Each throb made her cry out again. Oh my god! Oh my God! Oh my God! Finally I released her hand and as I expected, she didn't pull away. Her hand continued to explore, feeling every inch of my reproductive tool. She was coaxing it to life. It swelled, hard and thick, tilting slowly upward until it pointed at what it really wanted her. I took her free hand and placed it on my hard abs, letting her feel my smooth, hairless hard body. Her fingers traced the lines of my definition. Her eyes stared down at my erect tool and widened further as a big drop of precum formed on the head. Nothing about me is small, I commented, and she slowly shook her head in agreement. She licked her bottom lip and bit it. That was all the confirmation that I needed. I placed my hands on her shoulders and eased her to the floor. She went slowly, but willingly. The slightest tremble to her legs as she sank to her knees. She stared up at me like she was seeing a god. Her hand continued to pull slowly at my cock. The sight of her kneeling there drove me nuts. I wanted to grab her right there and take her for all she was worth. But I needed to ease her into it. I let her stroke me slowly for several minutes. Her expression was in an alcohol and lust-fueled trance. Her hand roamed from my solid abs, down to my big meaty balls. She hefted them gently, feeling the weight. My hand still on her shoulders, went to those spaghetti straps of her sundress. I knew I needed to see her. I pushed the straps down her shoulders. She moved her hands off of my body to help me slip out of them. Then they returned to my shaft. Both hands on it now, they started to stroke me. I pushed her dress down, 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 until her breasts were freed. Oh, I love women in their twenties. Her tits were full and perky. Not a hint of sag or age. Perfect round globes with full pink nipples. Those nipples were hard. She glanced up at me 
her eyes starry and nervous. I rested one of my hands on top of hers and tilted my cock up to her lips. She knew what to do. She parted her lips, opened her mouth slowly as though she was asking my permission then she let her tongue taste the throbbing head. Oh, good girl, I hissed quietly. She opened her mouth wider. I was about to push the throbbing aching head of my member past her lips, when suddenly a voice called from down the hall. Hey, Roy, where do you keep your bottle openers? A moment later, and one of the women from my party leaned into the room. Oh, sorry. Am I interrupting? One of my harem. The sight of Courtney with my cock to her mouth neither surprised her, nor upset her. An amused smile crossed her mouth. She would have been cool with it. But for Courtney, the intrusion was enough to startle her from her sexual trance. Oh my God! What am I doing? Courtney jumped to her feet. This woman had known she and Steve were husband and wife had spoken with both of them at the party. She was busted. God, what was she thinking? Courtney fixed her dress. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I need to go. She blurted out. Her face bright red, her hand over her face from embarrassment as she ran. I shot my friend a tired look of annoyance. Really? I asked. My friend giggled. Sorry. I sighed. It's fine. After all, this was far from over. That night was a frustrating one for Courtney. She was drunk, she was guilty, she was jostled, and she was sexually aroused having not gotten any satisfaction. She hated herself for what she had almost done. But when she asked herself what she'd really done, her thoughts kept coming back to me my muscles, my casual approach to sex, my animal magnetism, and the giant cock that she'd had in her hands, that she'd guided into her mouth that she'd been inches from allowing herself to be taken by. Courtney watched Steve sleeping. He was on his back, unable to put a shirt over his sunburn. His skin was bright red. The more Courtney looked at him, the more he looked like a beach whale cooking in the sun. Regardless, one of her most biological urges hadn't been satisfied today, and she needed it tonight more than she ever had. She had never before experienced the uncontrolled lust that she did tonight. She didn't even think it was possible to need sex as badly as she did always having viewed it previously like a chore. She laid next to Steve in the bed and tried to start things up with him running her fingers curiously down the front of his shorts. But what she found was surprisingly unremarkable chubby and flaccid. Her body was hungry, but that was not what it was hungry for. Regardless, it would have to do. But Steve had groaned in his misery and insisted that he couldn't tonight. The burn hurt too badly and he didn't want to move. Please, she begged him. Her hand worked furiously against his cock, pulling and tugging, trying to make it hard. He was barely responding. I'm too drunk, he groaned. Please, I need you to fuck me. Her voice came out a whisper. She barely talked like that. Her hand working faster, eager and desperate. Get it hard, she nearly snarled at him. Stop, you're hurting me, he whined, looking a bit afraid and out of it. She took his hand and started to rub it over the crotch of her panties. Your wife needs you right now, she gasped. Steve's fingers hardly responded. Your husband needs sleep, an aloe. He responded in a silly childlike voice that aggravated her. Just be a man and fuck me, she nearly barked. Steve's eyes widened. He pulled his hand away, staring at Courtney cockeyed, as though he didn't recognize her. Her initial aggression melted to one of shame and apology. He looked genuinely hurt, but didn't begin to know how to address this. That sort of outburst from her was something new. I'm sorry, Courtney said softly. I'm just drunk.
Get some rest. She gently put her hand on his shoulder. He hissed uncomfortably but eased back down, and within minutes had started to doze off. Courtney watched him sleeping for a while. She still felt guilty, but the guilt melted into something else entirely pity. But it wasn't just pity for his predicament and her outburst. She felt like Steve was a pitiful creature and had always been. And the thing about pitiful creatures they're not a turn on. There was nothing self-sufficient or take charge about Steve and there never would be. He would always need someone to take care of him, like a child. That would never change, no matter how much Courtney wished for it. In his current form, it wasn't what she wanted. It wasn't what satisfied her sexually, and right now, she was very sexually unsatisfied. Courtney laid in bed beside her husband. She shut her eyes, and without realizing it, she began running her fingers over her body, thinking about the day the awful thing that she'd come so close to doing. When her hands found her wetness, she was startled by how ready she was. She bit her lip, gently touching between her legs, while her other hand roamed to her breasts. Her eyes wandered to the window. My bedroom light was off. She couldn't see what I was up to, but imagined I was in the throes of sex with some bimbo slut. She thought of the brief videotape she'd watched the animalistic pounding I was giving to another woman. The grunts I'd made still fresh in her mind. And the way my massive cock had come alive under her touch. She had been the one to wake it up. After all the women I'd fucked, and was able to fuck, today's erection had been her doing, and the thought made her writhe on the sheets, her soft gasps escaping her lips. She was soaked. But her fingers weren't enough, she knew it, even as she moved them from her clit in order to plunge them inside of herself. She knew what pleasure they would bring her what they were capable of. And it wasn't nearly as heart-pounding and exciting as her afternoon had been. Frustrated, Courtney threw the blankets off of her and wandered to the window. She glanced out, but could see nothing within my house. The lights were off. In the backyard, the pool was lit in the soft ambience of accent lighting. The hot tub was humming softly, and the tropical tiki bulbs cast pastel colors throughout the yard. If she could hear the hot tub running, maybe I was outside enjoying a nightcap. With a pounding heart she hadn't felt since her days of sneaking downstairs in the middle of the night as a kid, she tiptoed to the back door on shaking legs. Outside, the summer air had cooled off, and the grass was pleasant against her bare feet. She wandered to the fence, and nervously peered over. Hi, neighbor. My pleasant voice greeted her. She flinched, caught instantly. I had been sitting in my hot tub, amused at the way her head had popped up like a gopher. Oh? She startled. H. Hi, Roy. How's the husband doing? I asked, sipping pleasantly from the melting margarita in my hand. She cringed for a second, as though I was taunting her about her previous infidelity. I mean the sunburn. I clarified. Oh, um, he's out of it. Poor thing. I shook my head, lounging back in the bubbling water with a pleasurable sigh. You're probably wondering what I'm doing out, looking over your fence. She said self-consciously. I have a few ideas. I replied. But for the sake of your conscience, let's say that you wanted to apologize, clarify that you got caught up in the moment, and want to keep that whole thing between us. Something like that, she admitted, averting her eyes. If you want, you can join me and we'll have a quick talk about it to absolve yourself of any guilt. I offered. That might not be a good idea, she said, being coy. I knew she wouldn't be peeking over my fence if she was only feeling guilty. Courtney, I'm always going to make passes at beautiful women. I'm a guy who wants to enjoy his life without inhibitions, rules, or restrictions. That's just how I am. 
I assure you that you're not the first woman who let herself get swept up in the moment, then had a sudden case of guilt. If you want to go back inside and pretend that today never happened, I'll gladly play along. But if you want to join me for a chat, and to help me finish off the margaritas that the guests didn't drink, well, I'd love the company. I grinned. I could see the conflict in her expression, and I loved it. I loved seeing her thirst to be uninhibited wrestling with her vows and wholesome image. Finally she came to a decision and held up one finger. A gesture of just a minute. She went back into her house, and after a short while, I heard the gate to my backyard open and shut. In the mood lighting of my little tropical oasis, the first thing I saw was leg and skin. She had changed into a bikini, and though her face didn't exude the confidence that it should have, the garment sure accentuated her body perfectly. It was a dark red bikini. The bottoms rode high on her hips a little nod to the bikinis of the 1980s. Her long legs looked even longer now. Her top wasn't especially revealing design like a sports bra but with a little zipper between her breasts instead of plastic hooks or loops. It gave the outfit the smallest hints of rebelliousness, without being overly showy or sexual. Courtney's attempts to break out of her shell. But her top could barely contain her full round tits, and the zipper looked like it wanted to work itself down operating completely independently of the woman's wishes. Her nipples pressed through the fabric from the cool night air. She had a towel draped over one shoulder. I smiled at the sight of her. I knew why she had put it on. She was showing herself to me. She wanted me to look. I thought you couldn't find your bathing suit in all of your moving boxes. I commented as she nervously glanced up at her bedroom window, then down at me. I bought it this summer. She kept her voice low. But it was a little too daring for me to actually wear, especially to a cookout where I didn't know anyone. My plan was to only wear it if me and Steve went on vacation and had a pool or jacuzzi to ourselves. Even then, I might just jump in and sink up to my neck. She laughed nervously. You're not doing that now, I noticed. I said. And of course came that little blush that I was growing used to. No, I'm not. She admitted. And before that inner voice of reason told her not to, She turned in a small circle, letting me look at her all the way around. I was delighted to see it showed much more of her round-ass cheeks than I would have guessed. Very nice, Courtney. I nodded my head calmly. She looked unsure, and I added. I'd offer you fix you a drink, but I wasn't expecting company at this hour. I'm not wearing a bathing suit. Her eyes widened. I only smiled. It, it's okay. She found her voice. I can serve myself. She went over to the table of leftovers and poured herself one from the melting pitcher. I noticed her throw back a drink before refilling herself. Then she joined me, splashing into the water and sinking up to her waist. She didn't go much lower than that. Again, letting me see her, allowing herself to be on display to a man like me. For somebody as nervous as you act, you really have no problem coming back to the lion's den. I commented. Yeah, I guess. She said with a faint guilty smile. I reached out with my arm and brushed her hair from her face. Even tied back, a few strands of curls had gotten loose and hung beside her eye. I pushed them back and let my thumb trail down her cheek until I was running it across her lower lip. Because you're curious about my lifestyle? Or you're bored with your sex life? I asked, and though my smile lingered, it was a very serious question, and she knew it. I don't really know, she admitted bashfully. I eased my thumb along her lip and she opened her mouth ever so slightly. I slid my thumb into her mouth and she gently closed her lips around my finger, sucking softly on it. For a girl so shy for once, 
Her eyes stayed on mine as I moved my thumb in and out of her mouth slowly, simulating the act of filatio she had been all too ready to perform on me earlier. She sucked softly for a minute, letting her tongue dance on my skin. She started to make soft moaning sounds that stirred my cock into growing quickly. You're here in the middle of the night in a bikini while your husband is asleep, I said, urging my finger deeper in her mouth. I think you do know. Her eyes shut for a guilty moment. Then she nodded her head. That's what I thought. It was all I needed to know. I scooted higher in the water until I planted my bare butt on the rim of the hot tub. I opened my legs and presented my manhood to her. Her eyes bulged at the sight. The glow of the underwater lights cast dancing patterns across my raging erection that was nearly as thick and long as Courtney's forearm. She sucked in a deep breath and inhaling gasp. She bit her lip and sank lower in the water, paddling toward me until she was face to face with my lap. Where were we? I asked as I took a handful of her curly ponytail. This time, she didn't hesitate. She parted her lips needing to taste it, to taste my precum, to inhale my manly scent. Oh, Courtney. I moaned as the warmth of her lips enveloped my swollen head. I think I'm going to enjoy having you as my neighbor. I groaned. She didn't reply, just continued to peer up at me as her head started to bob. Her hands wrapped around my shaft as she fed herself. She didn't have the expert skills at sucking me, like most of the women in my life, but that only made me enjoy it more. I had set out to corrupt something that wasn't mine, and I was succeeding. Courtney barely made a sound. She just slowly bobbed her head up and down, taking me deeper each time she sank me into her warm mouth. I assumed she was too nervous journeying across this new and dangerous threshold to do anything but listen to the sound of her own pounding heart. Her hands shook but she had crossed the line and this time there was nobody around to interrupt. Her hands pulled at my shaft, milking me into her mouth. Her head pivoted and moved, going lower and lower. Her eyes darted little glances up at me, as if to ask am I doing a good job, before wandering back to my cock and focusing on the task at hand. She probably never wanted Steve's sexual approval the way that she wanted mine. Steve was lucky to get anything from her. On the other hand, she was lucky if I looked twice at her. Her mouth worked harder, her cheeks puckering in. Her head went lower each time, taking more and more of me into her willing mouth. There was no way she would physically be able to deep-throat me. Many had tried and failed over the years. But she was determined to try, and I can't blame her for that. Several times, she came up coughing, only to throw her hands over her mouth and cast a worried glance up at her bedroom window, fearful that her husband might wake up and look out and see us. I leaned back on my arms, enjoying the thrill of triumph. This committed young woman was in my hot tub less than 48 hours after meeting me, while her husband was upstairs, sound asleep. I glanced up at the bedroom window, knowing where her apprehensive eyes had traveled to. Are you worried that he'll look out and see us? I let my voice drop to a whisper. Her lips locked around the head of my dick, latching on. Her mouth made wet kissing sounds as she eagerly worked the tip, twisting her palms and stroking me. She could only bring herself to nod, unable to trust herself to speak right now. You've never been so wild before, have you? I asked. She shook her head. I couldn't stand her innocent act any longer. I grabbed her by the shoulders and pulled her upright until the water ran off of her body. She yelped from my sudden aggression here was the animal from that video that she'd been provoking. Both of us stood in the water just below our hips now. You're playing with fire. I told her and quickly spun her around so she was facing her new house the one she'd happily moved into only yesterday with her young husband. Is that what you wanted? 
I asked, grabbing her by the hips and driving my erect cock against the soft yielding flesh of her butt. You saw a wild animal in that video today. And you came back because you wanted to see what he'd do to you, didn't you? I asked, my mouth to her ear. I sucked her earlobe and let her feel my teeth nibbling on her skin. N.G.H. She gasped out softly from my rough manhandling. Her body quivered in excitement. Finally she nodded her head. Yes. She panted back at me. I gave her ass a wet slap. The sound went off like a gunshot in the quiet night that had fallen over our beautiful suburbia. I felt her tense up. It sounded far too loud for her own ears. I grinned. What's wrong? Afraid your husband might wake up. I slapped her ass again, harder this time. It made her gasp. And look out that window. I slapped her again, earning a small pleasurable whimper. And see what you're doing with the neighbor? She bit her lip. My hand fondled her firm wet ass. You have a beautiful body, Courtney. And to emphasize that, my other hand shot up quickly to her chest. I groped a handful of those big ripe tits. Mmm. She moaned nervously, melting into me, pushing her butt back against my crotch. Wonder what he'd think to see his wife giving that hot amazing body up to me. I whispered, still biting her earlobe. I had moved both hands up to her chest now. Squeezing both tits over her top, mashing them together, seeking out her nipples and pinching. My hands expertly massaging her. Her legs trembled, going weak. He could look out here at any moment, and he'd see all of this. A simple bad dream, or loud noise is all it would take. He'd wake up, notice his wife isn't in bed. The window would be the first place he'd check. I teased. I wonder if he'd freak out. Storm out here and try to throw a punch in a fight he couldn't possibly win. I let my enormous biceps fold around her body. Both of us staring up at the window to her bedroom in anticipation. Or if he'd be humiliated. Completely destroyed that you're here in the arms of a man you barely know after years of the two you building a life together, knowing each other. Now my hands found the zipper on her top and started to inch it down, not too fast. I wanted her to feel her breasts slowly coming free. Or maybe he wouldn't do any of that. Maybe he'd just stand there and watch me take you, give him something to remember the hottest sex you've ever had, and he wasn't even a part of it. The zipper reached the bottom and unlatched. Her bikini top was pushed open by her tightly restrained chest. Her tits were warm and soft from the way the sun had kissed them earlier today. Her nipples hard. Her breasts breaking out in goosebumps as I ran my giant hands over her big naked tits. Her nipples pressed against my palms. I hefted and squeezed them. She responded by reaching her hands behind her back, groping for my manhood. It was resting pleasantly between her ass cheeks, the head going up to the small of her back where it throbbed eagerly. How are you doing this to me? She managed to find her voice, barely a whisper as her hands folded around my cock. Doing what? I smiled, my hands cupping and supporting her tits, sliding between them, and back around to the sides. You know what? Fuck me, Roy. This time her voice turned to a plea, but she didn't sound nervous or uncertain. Her mind was made up. Please take me. In one quick motion, I grasped her bottoms and yanked them down. She stepped out of them and they disappeared into the bubbling water. Her ass was bare and inviting. Her pussy neatly shaved. I bent her forward. She braced, her arms on the edge of the tub. I slapped her ass one last time, then I positioned my dick behind her. She naturally parted her legs. Tell me how badly you want it. With one hand on my cock, I made sure she could feel its girth spreading her thighs. My other hand tangled its way into her hair, 
where I gripped her by the ponytail she was panting now, the anticipation killing her. Any time she tried to glance back over her shoulder at me, I tightened my grip on her hair, steering her face back up to that bedroom window that she'd share with her husband. Please, this is torture. I need it so bad. I'm going crazy here. She begged. I want to feel it. I only lightly touched the head of my throbbing cock to her pussy. I could hear a sigh of desperation escape her lips. Her legs wobbled. I'm not convinced. I teased. I want you to say it directly. Tell me that you want to cheat on him tonight. That a night of fleeting pleasure is more important to you right now than your own husband is. There was only a brief pause as she considered the gravity of my words and what they meant. But she was too far gone, too turned on to let her conscience have any veto power now. The small fire that was her building excitement from the entire day would either grow into an inferno here and now, or it would be forever snuffed out. I want you to fuck me, she said in a breathy throaty voice. I want to break all of my vows right now. I'll never be turned on like this again. I don't want to cheat, but if I don't I'll regret it forever. You can have me, married or not, for as long as you want. Good girl, I said running my hand down her back. She must have thought I was going to take her right then and there in the tub. But I wanted a place with more privacy. We were going to get loud. I scooped her up easily in my arms and climbed from the hot tub. She threw her arms around my neck as I carried her. Oh. She seemed surprised. Where you are T-dash to my bedroom. I answered as the water cascaded off our naked bodies and rained on the deck. Part of me hoped Steve would wake up and look out the window. What he must think if he could see his naked muscular neighbor with a raging heart on as big as salami carrying his equally naked wife into his house, like a groom carrying a bride across the threshold. Okay, was Courtney's only words on the matter, her warm body quivering in anticipation the whole way. I tossed her lightly onto my bed. She propped herself on her elbows, legs parted and body presented to me. There were no words. She only stared up at me, ready to give herself over to this new man. This conqueror with tan skin and bulging muscles, with charisma, an enormous phallus, and an animalistic affinity to mate with whoever I so choose. She looked absolutely delicious, wet and wild, body glistening. The fear and the lust in her eyes. Steve might have been the first guy to put his dick in her, but I was going to be the first man to bring her real sexual pleasure. I mounted the bed, her body practically disappearing beneath my broad torso. I spread her legs. Go slow, I'm scared. She whispered when she felt the enormous weight and power press against the warm spot between her legs. She had seen the raw, unrelenting way I'd fucked the girl in the video, and that both scared and intrigued her. I will at first, I assured her. To my surprise, she threw her arms around my neck and began to kiss me. I pushed my hips and the head of my cock began to spread her open. Her pussy was soaked. Her tongue danced in my mouth as she tried to welcome me into her body. The fit was tight. With any new conquest, there's always a brief moment where I fear I really won't fit. But then our tongues intertwined. My hips pushed harder, her body opened more to me, and then I was sliding deeper. The head of my cock sinking into her, then inch after inch after glorious inch. She was almost crying into my mouth. Her arms clutched me so tightly that we could barely breath. Her feet writhed on my sheets. I was grunting into her mouth as our tongues played and we kissed like drunken teens. Then my heavy balls came to rest against her inviting ass. My pelvis met hers and I could feel how very wet she was. Our lips parted when I was fully inside of her, and we both caught our breath.
There were tears in her eyes at the effort it had taken to accommodate my size. She was gazing up at me, starry-eyed in disbelief. Oh my God! She gasped. You're so huge. I didn't say a word. I took hold of her hands and began to move my hips slowly at first. Her fingers laced through mine, gripping me until her knuckle turned white. The movements made her eyes flutter and roll back in her head. Oh. Oh, Roy. Oh. Her moans grew louder. She was no longer gasping and nervous. She was finding her voice, finding the animal within. I watched her transform from a meek and curious housewife to an uninhibited adulterous slut before my very eyes. I grasped her by the hips, driving myself into her with renewed vigor. Her breast jiggled and swayed. Her head was leaning back on my pillow, moaning louder and louder at the ceiling. Oh. 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 The bed shook. Fuck me. Fuck me. She started to say. Who do you belong to tonight? I grunted, my voice turning to a snarl, becoming less of a man and more of beast now. You. She cried out. Her hands released mine, shooting up to the pillow on either side of her head and holding on tightly. You. Fuck me. Harder. Harder. Treat me one of your sluts in your videos. She cried out. My tempo increased. My hips moving with one single-minded goal my body turning into a relentless fuck machine that wasn't going to stop for a very long time. Courtney didn't know what to do. She had never experienced pleasure quite like this. Her hands darted to my neck then ran down my back. I could feel her nails scratching all the way down. Her legs folded upward, her feet in the air, her knees by my hips as she accepted my manhood into her. My cock stuffed her over and over, a blur of motion squeezing in and out of her body soaked in her juices. The bed began to make the usual sounds that it sings when I'm sharing it with a woman. The rhythmic squeak. The dull, relentless thumping as it hits my wall over and over again. Yes. 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 Oh, Roy. Courtney was louder than I ever imagined she could get. Her back arched. Her eyes were rolling wildly. Her head thrown back, and her curly hair was wild and wet on the bed beneath us. Every muscle in my body had been sculpted for this. I could sustain the same relentless rhythm for marathon periods of time. Courtney writhed and squirmed and squeezed and scratched beneath my pistoning body. Oh, how, oh, why? She screamed and bit down on my shoulder. Her body quivered and her pussy contracted around my cock, practically trapping and squeezing the life out of me though I didn't mind. She was climaxing. I could go for a long time, but she didn't have the practice of frequent sustained fuck sessions like I did. She was orgasming harder than she ever had. And still I kept going. My thrust not slowing, only building speed. Before she could catch her breath, she was squeezing my body all over again and crying out. Her orgasms were coming rapid-fire daisy-chaining one after another. Oh! She couldn't even form the words any longer. This was at Courtney's introduction to the world of multiple orgasms. By why the time her last started to subside, I planted a foot and deftly rolled the two of us over. Now I was on my back, Courtney on top of me. My cock still deep inside of her. She caught the rhythm almost immediately and began to bounce. Even with her on top, my body did most of the work, my hips driving up into her, nearly throwing her into the air in long steady pumps. From this view, she looked amazing the true self that she needed to reveal to the world a cock-riding slut. Her eyes shone with nothing but sexuality. Her hair was messy and wild. Her wonderful boobs bounced and jiggled and danced whichever way they wanted to go. Oh yes! She cried out and clutched my hands to her chest. I groped her big bouncing tits, 
giving them a delicious squeeze that sent her into a fit of moans all over again that I imagined what we might look like if Steve could see us now. My brightly lit bedroom, and open curtains affording him a clear view of my bed, and his wife wildly bouncing on my body like a rodeo rider, her curves jiggling, my muscles flexing as I gave her the fucking of her young life, sweat pouring down our bodies. Even with the windows shut, he could probably only imagine the sounds and grunts and screams that we were making. It was apparent by our open mouths, and the way Courtney was throwing her head back, her hair flying as she moaned up at the ceiling. Think your little husband can see us? I grinned, delighted, licking my lips and squeezing her tits so hard that she cried out. Who fucking cares? She answered, using foul language for the first time around me. I do. It makes it so much hotter. I grunted. She leaned back and cried out. Oh fuck. You're right. Then she bit down on her lip as she climaxed again. The poor girl must have been venting a lifetime's worth of frustrations in one glorious night doubt we fucked like that for a while. But I can only tolerate being on the bottom for so long before my dominant lust wants to take over again that I pulled her toward me, my arms folding around her body as I scooped her up, sat up, then stood. Oh my god! She exclaimed as I was still fucking her as I carried her. She threw her arms around me and mashed her lips to mine. We hit the wall behind her, harder than we intended. But we didn't break the feverish kiss. Our tongues intertwining again as our mouths freely roamed each other's. Our bodies unleashed. They did what they wanted. Her legs folded around my waist and my hands held her by the ass. I bounced her up and down my length and that length provided a long, long journey. Her heavy tits dragged up and down my chest slick with sweat and hot tub water. Her hard nipples digging into my packed muscles. Our moans and grunts muffled by our hungry mouths. Mmm. Mmm. We cried out. Whether it was subconsciously deliberate or a happy accident, we found ourselves in front of the bedroom window. We clung tightly to each other, both aware that we were visible through the glass, but neither caring to stop. If anything, the thrill only drove us on. Let the chubby bastard glance out and see. We fucked harder than ever before. Our bodies moving as one single unit. The carnal act beyond words. This was pure instinct this was why I am obsessed with sex. Because these are the highs that I exist to give and take dot we broke the passionate kiss and she clung to my shoulders, allowing herself to lean back. She threw her head back and cried out over and over again as I impaled her with my cock. Her luscious tits bounced wildly. She turned her head to look at her bedroom window. It was dark. If you saw him there, I growled. What would you do? I'd keep going, she grunted back. Her voice hardly sounded like the modest bashful woman who assists in the school library. She was rough and sexually liberated. That is so cruel, I grunted, giving her ass a smack between bounces. If we stopped or kept going, it wouldn't change anything now. She moaned, trying to catch her breath. I at least want to see it all the way through before I face the music. Smart girl. I cried out and rested her back against the window. Her skin on the cool glass, her butt resting on the sill. We kissed hurriedly. I knew that my mouth overpowered her, but that was part of my appeal. She merely had to say yes and all control was relinquished to me. I eased her to the floor and spun her around to face her house. I got behind her and smacked her ass like I owned her. Because at this point I did. She whimpered. I got behind her and returned my eager cock into her wetness. I had opened her up now, and she fit me like a glove. Did the two of you hold hands when you turned it for the first time? I asked, moving her body in time with mine, pulling her back into my thrusts. Oh God, yes! She cried out.
I'll bet you never envisioned your first nights in this neighborhood to be spent at your neighbor's. I slapped her ass harder. She was throwing her head back, pushing her butt back to meet my thrusts. My balls slapping against her now, heavy with my own building orgasm. Nothing like this, she moaned. It's more than I could imagine. Your cup runneth over. I smirked, tugged her by the hair until she was practically standing upright with my cock buried in her. I pushed her forward until her tits mashed against the glass. Her breath and the warmth of her wet, sweaty body began to fog it up. Oh, Roy, that pathetic little man-boy has no idea just what kind of slut you can be. I grunted. One hand groped for her tits, the other for her jaw. I turned her to face me and kissed her pouting lips while whispering vile little thoughts. Only I know that, because I'm the one violating your marriage. Yes. Yes. Oh. All the little pool parties we're going to have. Yes. All of the midnight rendezvous. Oh, fuck. Courtney cried out. Fucking you like this against the glass while the poor loser chugs away on his riding mower, cutting the grass and listening to his headphones. Not even aware of where his little slut bride is. I snarled, grasping her nipple and twisting it. Should I garden outside without any panties on? She moaned, her voice breaking, trying like mad to catch her breath. In a breezy little dress? Always be prepared for me to take you. The second his back is turned, you better be ready for my cock. I grunted. Roy, I'm coming again. She cried out in disbelief that she could do this so many times in a night. Me too. I moaned, my cock swelling to an insane degree. Our thrusting continued like a fever dream until we both reached a crescendo of passion. Then time froze. We paused for a fraction of a second. Then my cock started to go off. The first spasm shot a rope of cum so deep in her womb. It set her off, and then we were both coming at once, our thrusts turned to jerky movements. Her knees were knocking together from how hard she was shaking. She was wiggling her ass, desperately milking my cock. Each rope from my unprotected baby maker went deep. I didn't ask if she was on birth control. I didn't care dot and why balls emptied themselves into her. She was filled to the brim. Big wet drops of cum slid out of her, pattering heavily to my floor dot we paused, as much from the mess on our bodies as from exhaustion and the sexual frenzy subsiding. When my cock slid out of her, she turned. The sexual animal that I created was vanishing. In its place, I could see the old innocent Courtney coming back to reality. She was returning to her senses. A guilty look of oh my god, what did we just do, shone on her face. That was fun, right? I smiled brightly. Her eyes went from my cock, now half limp, hanging down between my thighs like an elephant trunk, to the sheen of my cum that coated it. She reached her hand between her legs and felt the mess running down her inner thighs. I'd claimed her with my seed, marked her with my manhood. I'd forever left a stain on the marriage that she'd sworn to do right only six months ago. Why, yeah. She said a hot sweaty mess. That was amazing, but oh my god. I ran my arm across my forehead, swiping away the beads of sweat. You just fucked your sixty-year-old swinger neighbor. I replied. I can't believe. She started to stammer dot I shushed her with a smile. I can't believe how into it you were either. I closed in on her and gave her a warm kiss on the lips, sweeping back some stray strands of hair that had plastered themselves to her face. Now go on home and clean yourself up. I told her. I'll come find you when I want you again. My words were firm and commanding. Without a word, she hurried from the room, casting one final glance over her shoulder. 
The look said it all a whirlwind of shock and doubt and confusion and guilt and disbelief and pleasure that all culminated in the thought. I can't believe I just gave in like that. I watched her dash into the backyard, stark naked, and clumsily dressed in the swimsuit she retrieved, stumbling a few times as she did so. Then she hurried back to her house and back into the arms of her oblivious husband, no doubt, where she would lay beside him, mediating the warring feelings of lust and guilt, sexual pleasure and self-loathing. She had done something that she never dreamed of doing so willingly and easily. She'd lost herself, and now was pondering this new level of excitement and self-loathing. Did it feel good? Yes. Did it come at the expense of her moral fortitude? Yes. But that's what makes it fun, her sneaking around with a neighbor, while her husband was so close, so unsuspecting, so easily he could catch us. She'll ultimately become addicted to the thrill of the pleasure I can provide and the battle to keep it secret. Another conquest for this old bull. Good night, readers. Your wife is next. Chapter 02 Some might call it an affair. I think that's a misnomer. An affair implies there's a mutual emotional connection that's formed, as well as a physical. I have too many women among my options that I sleep around with. And she had too much self-loathing and guilt over what we'd done for anything emotional to ever get off the ground. Still, there was something about that embarrassment that, Oh my God, what have I done? Guilt that drew me to her yet again. She was a sheltered girl who had never done anything bad in her whole life. And in less than a week of living in her new home, she'd snuck over to her old neighbor's house and had wild sex with him as her husband lay sound asleep in his bed, still believing that his wife wanted to be with him, and only him. I determined to have her again, if for no other reason than my own personal amusement. Her husband was a nice enough guy, but he was aloof, and men with so little self-awareness need to learn that their precious things can be taken away. That, and she was avoiding me, nobody avoids old Roy David. Welcome back, sinners. I can tell from your emails that you're hungry for more. While I have plenty of conquests under my belt, I've already introduced my cute and shy new neighbor Courtney Hammond and her oblivious husband Steve. They were an odd couple, to say the least. Steve Hammond was a sweaty pudgy kid with pale skin, a baby face and flaming red hair that was matted to his scalp. His features were lively a man-boy who, no doubt, aggravated his wife from time to time with a penchant for all things juvenile. His sense of humor was underdeveloped the kind of kid who probably thought movies like Jackass and Borat were comedic gold and thought books were stupid. I'd be willing to bet any amount of money that he had been in the doghouse with his wife, at least once, for wasting time with video games instead of assisting with chores. I'd be willing to bet even more money that he'd always be wearing shorts, regardless of the time of year, not because he was always a hot sweaty mess who was immune to the cold but because he was lazy and pants were an insurmountable obstacle. His wife, Courtney, was a girl without self-esteem, as illustrated by her choice in men. That was a shame, really. Ever see a pretty girl who didn't know she was pretty? One of those. She's all that. Types where a simple wardrobe change and a little makeup would turn her from a down-home seven into a smoldering ten. Courtney was a lot like that. A good candidate for one of those makeover shows. You'd look at her and call her, normal cute. She had long curly brown hair natural, not dyed and large blue eyes. Her face reminded me of actress Minnie Driver, especially her nose and cheeks, if that makes sense. Sort of a curving nose that widened, but not unpleasantly. She had round cheeks that gave her nervous smile a small, somewhat chipmunk quality. She would be dynamite if she had the confidence, 
or the know-how to style her hair and makeup, but she didn't, so she fell into the cute category. Think of beauty and beast, Courtney looked like Belle still in her simple peasant's clothes. The kind of girl where you'd notice her friend sitting next to her, before you'd notice her. She was tall, probably about five feet eight inches. Must have hit her growth spurt early in life, and stood a full head taller than her classmates, before they caught up to her. As a result, she was a bit gawky, and tended to let herself slump forward to hide it. Pity really, because she was hiding a tremendous figure. Even her style of dressing was unimpressive and plain. She wore mom clothes, despite being in her early twenties. We're talking plain tennis shoes, simple baggy shorts that didn't give her long legs the credit they deserved, and pastel tank tops or t-shirts that hid the swell of her tits and the tuck of her tummy. But I knew the truth beneath that uninspired taste in clothes was a body that men like me can appreciate. She was all leg. Her thighs were thick, long, and smooth, and seemed to go on forever. And hidden by those nervously hunched shoulders was a pair of plump, round D-cups. Maybe even double Ds. I could only imagine how fantastic those puppies would look if she simply carried herself with a little confident shoulders back and chest out. God, I'm drooling right now, just remembering the way they tasted, the way they felt, and the way they bounced as we fucked. I've already told the tale of our first encounter introducing myself as they moved in beside me in our quiet suburban hell, with manicured lawns full of flowers and half-million-dollar homes full of secrets and sins. I didn't leave much out in my first story. I'd planted a few seeds, invited them to a backyard party. I'd made my advances toward Courtney, and though she struggled to stay true to her vows, her curiosity had been sparked, and there was no coming back from that. Sheltered girls who have been with the same guy their whole lives tend to be that way. In short work, she'd wrestled with my open-ended invitation for a wild night of sex, and lust had won out over love. We'd fucked, and we'd fucked hard. Her husband Steve was none the wiser, and that was how we both intended to keep it. It was obvious that she felt guilty for the sex we'd had. In the weeks that followed after my conquest, I saw her very little. If I was out cutting the grass or pruning the rose bushes, she would deliberately wait until I went inside for a glass of water before she'd dart out to collect the mail, or drive off to run whatever errand she needed to do. On occasion, if I stopped to make small talk in passing with her oblivious husband, I'd catch her spying on the conversation from the patio door or one of the open bedroom windows. The nervous anxiety was apparent in her face she was afraid I'd disclose what we did to Steve, or let something slip. I never did, of course, but I knew that fear must be tremendous for her. She had been a good girl her whole life. I don't think she'd know what to do with herself if the people close to her began to see her as a slut or a whore. That was fine with me for the time being. I was a busy man, despite being retired. I may have dominated her thoughts with my enormous cock, casual approach to women, and animalistic sexual performance, but the honest truth was, to me, she was just another extra in an ever-revolving ensemble of women I slept around with. I had other rendezvous, social gatherings, parties, and appointments to attend. Hell, I even had one couple whose husband liked to watch. Imagine that? Not my favorite type of dalliance. I'm greedy, and those arrangements make me feel like the third wheel even if I'm the star performer. But I'm getting off track. I hadn't given Courtney a whole lot of thought for those few weeks. That changed on the anniversary of the day our fine country was born. Independence Day, we made some big fireworks that day. It began when I was outside weed whacking along the fence line. Yard work is something I take pride in. It was mid-morning, and I noticed Steve was outside, setting up folding tables and chairs. 
I threw him a friendly wave and a disarming smile. If only he knew. He dusted his hands off and came over to me, offering a handshake over the fence. His handshake was floppy and dead. What are kids thinking these days with that shit? Hey Roy. He said without a care in the world, having absolutely no clue about the way I'd completely swept up his wife in a frenzy of passion the likes of which he could never bring to her. And why should he be suspicious? At sixty years old, I'm almost old enough to be his grandfather. My appearance and my age has a tendency to put people at ease. I'm a very disarming man, probably why I'm so under the radar about what I do. Nobody expects to lose their hot young wife to a sixty-year-old single guy. Despite my age, I'm still a spry fella. I have a home gym that I use obsessively. There's barely an ounce of fat on me. Every single muscle on my body is meticulously maintained and cared for, strengthened to its peak. In my older age, I've come to draw inspiration from Jack Lalan. You want nice things? You gotta work hard for them. Which is why it's so easy to snatch away nice things from young guys who take the path of least resistance. I've been told on more than one occasion that I look like a door-to-door Mormon, mixed with a retired swinger. Clean-cut with a broad, prominent smile and dazzling white teeth. I tan, so that makes them stand out even more. I still have a full head of hair, thank God, that is bright blonde. I keep it on the longer side, swept back like a surfer boy it keeps me looking youthful. It's the only part of my body where I have hair, but that'll be our little secret. I usually dress in flip-flops, khaki shorts, and pastel polos. I could be the manager at a golf course disarming and pleasant. I like it that way. Since I was working in the sun this morning, I elected to go shirtless. My tan abs and vascular arms were coated with a pleasant sheen of sweat. My biceps bulged, and my pecs jumped whenever I moved my arms. Even talking to Steve, I made sure the veins stood out, loud and proud. Psychological warfare, to let this little scrapper subconsciously know his place. Hey Steve, I replied casually. What you setting up there? I shielded my eyes against the morning sun as I gazed at the folding tables and chairs. Family cookout, Steve replied. I like to have a 4th of July picnic with our friends and family every year. My way of getting drunk and blowing stuff up. You're invited. He threw that in at the last minute. It made me resist the urge to smile even wider. I know that was an impulsive decision, made without Courtney's approval. She wanted to keep me at arm's length after her last mistake, but hadn't been smart enough to fabricate some story to Steve about why he shouldn't associate with the likes of me. That'd be great, I said. I appreciate that. Is there anything you want me to bring? He just shrugged. He wasn't used to having these adult types of conversations. Just yourself? I waved dismissively. Get out of here with that shit. I'll whip something up for you and your guests. And you tell them... If they want to get drunk and jump in my pool, they go right ahead. My gate is open to them. Wow, thanks Roy. Steve lit up. Come over whenever. You can count on it. I pointed and winked. And like a vampire who can't invade a home without an invitation, I just had my invitation to this young man's house. Especially that hot wife of his with the full round tits. Potato salad is a cliché staple at all backyard picnics, but I'm a cliché kind of guy. By the time I showed up, balancing the hefty bowl in one meaty paw, I saw that the party was in full swing. I suspect that the bulk of the family was Steve's. There were a lot of redheads like a cluster of Chucky dolls. Nothing against redheads, but since most of them shared Steve's features, it wasn't anything to get excited over. I found Steve, who was busy at the grill. 
To be honest, I shouldn't say busy. He had sort of thrown everything together on there, and was drinking and munching on chips while hoping the food cooked itself. If I really wanted to put him in his place, I guess I could have taken over his duties as the food provider to his whole family. But the fact that I was there to fuck his wife was enough. Let him feel like the man, while behind closed doors the real man is stealing his precious things. I greeted him, made some small talk about a lovely day, and the meats he was cooking, and then showed myself around. Mingling is something that comes naturally for me. I never understood the younger generation's shyness or desire to avoid eye contact. To me, the act of walking up to someone, shaking their hand, and locking eyes is so laughably easy that I guess it makes sense why picking up women isn't hard. I ought to be a life coach, really. Nah. I'm too selfish for that. I chatted up a lot family in my short introduction noted names and some little tidbits about them. I could tell Courtney's family versus the Chucky Dolls and Steve's. She had a few lookers. Her mother wasn't so bad. And Courtney did have a rather fetching younger sister with big Disney eyes and a big smile, although she clearly hadn't inherited the same set of tits that Courtney trotted around. I made a mental note to add her to the list. But on this particular day, I was in the market for a pair of big full hooters. It wasn't long before I found them. She was setting out chips and dip in the kitchen. Hello there. Quite the pretty little hostess. I greeted her and she nearly jumped out of her skin. Courtney's eyes were as big as saucers, and her cheeks flushed when she saw me. The first thing she did was glance around, ensuring that we were alone. Roy, what are you doing here? She asked, lowering her voice, as though we were doing anything other than having a neighborly chat. I'm not sure what she was worried about. With my arms wrapped tightly around a hefty bowl of potato salad, I was the spitting image of purity and innocence. Your husband invited me. Naturally, I couldn't pass up an invitation. I was beginning to think I was invisible. I haven't seen you in so long. I said, resting my bowl on the counter, stepping forward and giving her a casual hug. I folded her up in my large arms. That's not what I meant. She continued to whisper. My family is here, and the last time I saw you, we... She hesitated, looking guilty, ashamed, and something else. I couldn't guess the emotion but I saw the genuine struggle to resist glancing down at my crotch and my khaki shorts. I couldn't contain my smile. Oh, that. I laughed in a casual no-big-deal sort of way. What do you think? We have so little self-control that we're just going to strip down right there in the backyard and roll around for everyone to see. I paused. Now that I say it out loud, that does sound fun. And no. But, as much as I enjoyed our fun... I didn't come here for any other reason than good food and good company. If you want to behave, we'll behave. I smirked. Despite her nervous tension, she couldn't resist resting her hand on her hip and shaking her head with a hint of a smile. Why'd you have to say it like that? I grinned even broader. Because if you don't want to behave, that door is always open. She blushed, but seemed to relax slightly. I have a way of doing that with people putting them at ease. Just don't get me in trouble, please. She was trying to sound composed and trusting, but it came out nervous. I shrugged innocently. Don't get me in trouble either. I shot right back. Please, Roy. I'm begging you. Don't say anything about. She glanced around and lowered her voice. What we did. She looked so cute and nervous that she was practically glowing, with that pink splash of color across her cheeks. It was all I could do to resist just taking her right then and there. But I couldn't torture her. I'm not a cruel man. Don't worry. I won't bring it up if you don't. Courtney breathed a visible sigh of relief. 
and I definitely watched those heavy boobs lift up and down as she did so. So how have you been otherwise? I asked, spreading my arms and resting them across the center island, peering over the snack spread at my prey. Fine, she said. Nothing new. She was being guarded. I could tell. And though I knew she had no doubts that I would keep our past indiscretions between us, I think something else was troubling her. You kids sound like you lead such boring lives. I shook my head sadly. How are you and Steve settling into your new home? Got everything unpacked? Yeah, working on it, Courtney admitted. Little by little. Steve hasn't been much help, though. I caught a glimpse of resentment in her expression. It wasn't much of a green light, but it was to me. She saw her husband as unreliable and underwhelming. Comparisons could be easily drawn with just a few simple observations. Well, if you want my old man experience. I placed my hand over my chest, as though I was a stage actor, drawing from some old fond memories. Start with one room, make it your paradise. Then move on to the rest. But when you start to get overwhelmed, retreat to that one paradise that's perfect. I'll keep that in mind, Courtney replied thoughtfully. But then a little smile crept across her face. Her eyes gave me a playful glance that wandered dangerously close to my belt line, but not quite. But you are definitely not an old man, she added. That made me laugh. I thought of adding my own reply, but several partygoers came and went from the kitchen, passing through on their way to the bathroom. Hey, there he is. Courtney's mother joined us at one point by the center island. Is my daughter bothering you? She teased. Courtney reddened, especially at the way friendly way her mother rested her hand on my bicep. I would have thought nothing of it, but jealousy can show in the face of young women. She was refreshing my mind over the horrors of moving. I replied. Courtney laughed nervously, as he mother's hand remained on my arm for a moment longer than she would have preferred. I felt better once the coffee maker was hooked up, she admitted. She lingered for a bit, making light small talk, until eventually Courtney asked her mother if she wouldn't mind carrying some things outside to the party. Was she trying to get us alone again? Maybe. But I thought I might tease her for a bit. I'll help you. I smiled handsomely at Courtney's mother and carried my share of plates and bowls outside to the back porch. I threw a glance to Courtney over my shoulder, waggled my eyebrows at her, and let me eyes wander to her mother's rear end. A hubba-hubba gesture that colored Courtney's cheeks. I could see the conflict flicker behind her eyes just a moment of jealousy, followed by an internal why am I jealous, followed again by more jealousy. That's where I left her for a while. In the kitchen. And it was from the kitchen that I could tell she was watching me. Maybe it was concern that I might not keep my promise, or maybe my ego wanted me to believe that it was for more desirable reasons. But I know the minds of young women. We had sex, and for that reason, she felt as though that bound her to me, like a possession. But unlike her husband, I didn't play such juvenile games of ownership. I was wild and free. She couldn't wrangle me in the way that she could with her husband. And that inspired feelings of insecurity in her she knew I wanted her but also couldn't be sure she could have me again. Aren't mind games fun? Courtney's eyes followed me as I helped myself to a few snacks, introduced myself to a few nice people, and offered up my pool if anyone was interested. But like a month to a flame, I couldn't stay away from my goal for long. I wasn't here for the party. I never had been. I moseyed back into the kitchen after a short while. Courtney glanced up from her prepping again, and I could see the swell of her shoulders. I wouldn't call it lighting up, but whether it was fear, excitement, or I just made her uneasy, she reacted. The exciting and nerve-wracking presence had returned to speed up her heart. 
Thank you for the potato salad, by the way. Courtney gestured to the bowl I left on the center island. It seems to be a hit. Oh, sure, my pleasure. I smiled. She looked like she wanted to say more, but I took over for her. I'm hunting for a drink. Steve said he had beers around here somewhere. Snapping my fingers and glancing around like I was lost. There's a couple of coolers outside. And some more in the fridge. She spun and pulled open the refrigerator. I came around the counter to join her. Boy am I glad that I did. That pesky center island hid that cute little blue flower sundress from me. It was breezy and playful, something a young 1950s housewife might wear. But it showed those long smooth legs and her rebellious little butterfly ankle tattoo. It hid her figure, but certainly not those breasts. They swelled in her dress, and the neckline gave just the slightest peak of her cleavage. I felt my mouth watering. She was tempting, very tempting. And I'm just a man. I could hardly resist stepping up behind her as she bent over to fetch me a beer from the bottom shelf. I placed my hands firmly on her hips and pressed my crotch to her ass, feeling her soft but cheeks yield against my hard body. A sigh escaped her lips. The only sound for half a minute. She froze, not moving, just standing there, halfway bent into the refrigerator with her neighbor pressing his manhood against her. Finally she came to her senses and stood. Her face was bright red and her expression one of nervous guilty surprise. H here. She offered the beer. I stepped away, having already planted the idea in her head with that simple gesture. My intentions were perfectly clear. I opened the beer and took a sip as she smoothed her dress, having forgotten everything she was doing up until now, looking about herself, bewildered, and casting nervous glances to the patio door. Just beyond the glass, the sight and sound of everyone at the party felt dangerously close. She was checking if anyone had seen. I played it cool, as though that never happened at all. So why are you in here, slaving away, instead of outside having fun, young lady? I stood behind the island with her leaning on my hand like I owned the place. She was stammering nervously. I could see the fast rise and fall of her chest. I had jostled her with my brazen gesture, and her brain was struggling to catch up to her racing thoughts. Oh, um. Her body was moving rapidly. Her hands and eyes were restless, glancing between me, the food on the counter, and the hallway and patio. Nobody was here. We were alone. But everyone was close. Very close. Close enough to make me feel alive. Well, someone has to take care of the chips and dip while Steve grills. She trailed off when my hand came to rest on the curve of her butt. I hate to see that, I said sympathetically. You and I could have our own fun in here while everyone else enjoys the party. I let my hand wander. First over one ass cheek, then to the other. I gave them each a little squeeze. Roy, we can't. Courtney's voice had dropped to a low whisper. Afraid to even make a sound. Should someone glance in through the door and see? I knew it was impossible. The center island was large, and nobody would be able to see where my hand had come to rest. Everyone is right out there. I was hardly listening. My hand curiously began to lift her dress, inch by inch. I was gazing at her but curious to see what kind of panties she was wearing. She could have moved away. She could have pushed my hand off of her, if she was really concerned. But she did either. She just stood on unsteady legs as I slowly revealed the backs of her smooth thighs. That makes it kind of exciting, don't you think? I asked casually, as the bottom of her ass came into view. Not quite a thong, but the white cotton of her undies tucked cutely between her plump fleshy globes. Courtney sucked in a breath to say something, but suddenly the patio door opened. 
Steve's mother looked a lot like Steve, if Steve was wearing a wig and weighed an extra hundred or so pounds. Bathroom break. She smiled at the two of us. I sipped my beer in one hand, while my other continued to touch and fondle Courtney's ass. From this newcomer's vantage point, she couldn't see my hand. Just an innocent casual chat between neighbors. Nothing more than that. Except for the red blush on Courtney's cheeks and the nervous fear of getting caught in such a compromising position. Too much to drink. I joked. The woman giggled. Are you going to be joining us, sweetie? She asked Courtney. Courtney struggled to find her voice. It took a moment for her to clear it and speak. During that time, my fingers followed the curve of her ass crack in a gentle caress, before digging in for the squeeze I'd been wanting to give her for a while now. Courtney nearly jumped, but by some sort of luck, she didn't. I don't want to step on Steve's toes, she said mildly. I wouldn't want to bruise his ego by kicking him off the grill. She forced the joke, despite her voice sounding breathy. The woman giggled again, before heading down the hall and leaving the two of us alone. Courtney glanced at me, the alarm clear in her eyes. She tried to smack my hand away, but I was persistent. I roamed lower, slipping my fingers along the inside of her thigh. She gasped again, a soft, sweet exhale. We can't, she whispered desperately at me, gesturing with her eyes to all of her friends and family who were mere feet away. We can, I replied softly. I think what you mean is we shouldn't, and my fingers slipped between her legs until I found what I was hunting for. Her soft panties were already damp. Behind that shallow nervous expression was excitement. This was clearly a new thrill for her. A taboo being groped behind her husband's back within glancing distance from everyone whose opinion she held in the highest regard. What would they think if they saw her now? She whimpered softly, throwing her hands over her mouth to stifle the involuntary moan that escaped her mouth when I pressed my finger against her special spot. Her legs grew unsteady, her knees threatening to knock together, as she stood frozen in place on her trembling legs. Do you think they'd have any idea? I teased, and sank my finger into her snatch through the thin cotton fabric. With my free hand, I unzipped my shorts. When I pulled my cock free, she glanced at it, gasped, and darted her eyes away from my impressive length. But the damage had been done. Her body responded with a dampening of her panties. It wasn't until my fingers slipped around the edge of her underwear that we both heard the toilet flush from the next room. A moment later, Steve's mother rejoined us in the kitchen. Thanks for having us over again, she said to Courtney. I can't get over how lovely your new home is. She was completely oblivious that anything was amiss. She didn't have the first clue that I was violating her daughter-in-law with my fingers, while Courtney stood, desperately trying to compose herself and catch her breath. Tea thanks. Courtney managed to choke out, her hands clutching the granite for dear life. We sure picked a good one. Steve's rotund mother sauntered away, and Courtney nearly collapsed in relief when that patio door shut. You sure did pick a good house, all right, I added as I pressed my finger into the folds of Courtney's warm body, and enjoyed the way it was enveloped in her wetness. She whimpered softly, and her body responded by pressing back into my hand. She sounded out of breath when she spoke. W.E. could have gotten caught, she panted softly, and her hips began to move ever so slightly from side to side. I responded by sinking my finger deeper into her body, gently fucking it in and out of her while we stood frozen in the kitchen, gazing out at the sea of family members any of whom could easily step inside and catch us in the lewd act. And then she would have seen what a horrible little slut her son married. I glided my wet finger in a gentle circle around her clit. Courtney shut her eyes for a moment and grunted. Oh God, she said, 
her voice trembling to hear her worst fear spoken out loud. But then she opened her eyes and glanced my way. Not at me, but down at my manhood, hard and proud, reaching a full foot towards her. The protest was on her lips, but the lust was in her eyes. The two were dueling and Courtney's face was the battlefield. It was time to test the waters and see just how into this she really was. Up until now, she just stood there and let me molest her with my fingers. And though I knew she was excited, I like some form of reciprocation I'm not a monster. I glanced around casually, just to reassure Courtney, and then I found the nearest spoon and nudged it from the counter. It clattered to the floor in a jingle that made Courtney jump. She looked from it, to my cock, then back up to my eyes. Her breathing was so hard, I honestly thought the poor girl might faint. Oops. I shrugged in a nonchalant way, then I gently placed my hands on her shoulders and eased her to the floor. She went willingly to her knees behind the kitchen island. My eyes didn't follow her. I kept guard, having complete faith in Courtney to make her own decisions. I wasn't disappointed. The warmth of her mouth wrapped around my cock so sudden and urgent that it was my turn to nearly jump. She knew that she was merely retrieving a spoon, a task that would only take a matter of seconds. She didn't have time to dilly-dally if she wanted to keep up the appearances that she desperately needed. For a girl with Courtney's innocence and timid nature, you'd think there'd be nothing aggressive about a blowjob from her. But her mouth made me grip the edge of the counter. She needed to be fast, and for that reason, she was utterly devouring me. She took my swollen cock to the back of her throat. Her head bobbed furiously. Her tongue danced and tasted and flicked. Her cheeks puckered in, and her lips made harsh sucking sounds. She was doing everything she possibly could with her mouth in a matter of seconds. One hand gripped my shaft and stroked and spun, the other cupped my heavy balls and rubbed and played. The girl felt like she was trying to pull the secret of life straight from my dick. Agog, I moaned softly. I couldn't stop myself. She was sucking me like her life depended on it. Oh, you little slut, I whispered and glanced down at her. Those big eyes peered up at me. I could see the barely contained animal dwelling within her. I had seen it once before that night in my backyard when she had broken her wedding vows with me and let herself give in to the wildest night of her life. It was an expression that her husband, her family, and her friends had never seen before. I stood in the kitchen feeding Courtney my cock for much longer than it would take to retrieve a dropped spoon from the floor. Not that I minded. It wasn't my marriage on the line. Her hungry mouth was hard to resist. I glanced out the patio doors. Steve was at the grill. He offered me a smile. I waved back cheerfully, all the while his wife was out of view, on her knees sucking me like a cock-starved whore. Finally, as much as I didn't want to be, someone had to be the responsible one. Courtney seemed to have lost track of time. A gentle pat on the head was enough to convey that it was time to put on her good girl face again. She let my cock drop, wiped her mouth on the back of her hand, and stood on unsteady legs. On her feet now, her cheeks were pink, her legs wobbling, and I doubted her heavy breasts would ever stop. For her sake, I prayed nobody would walk in and try to talk to her, because I'm sure she wouldn't be able to speak without sounding like she'd just run the Boston Marathon. Despite the need for discretion, I was far from done with this repressed little slut. My cock was at full attention, and as Courtney tried to fix her hair in her dress, her hand was drawn down to it. Okay, that may have been me pulling her hand. Her fingers wrapped around my shaft and gave it nervous, tentative strokes, all the while her eyes remained glued to her husband and her guests, just beyond the kitchen windows. While she stroked my girthy manhood, I couldn't stop myself. 
I reached my big paws up to her ass and started to hike up that cute little sundress that may have fooled everyone else, but didn't fool me. With those long legs of hers, it was a long journey, but when it reached the curve of her perky ass, I gripped her white cotton panties, and in one fierce motion, I yanked them down to her knees. Courtney gave a cute little squeak of surprise. Her undies were soaked. Then I stepped behind her, slid my cock between her thighs, and let her dress drop around us once again. My cock against her pussy was our little secret. Just a harmless moment between a young wife and her old neighbor. I looked like I was coaching her in her cooking. Thankfully my bowl of potato salad was close by, and I feigned directing her to add seasoning and give everything a whisk, when all the while, I pumped my cock back and forth between her smooth thighs. With each little thrust, her pussy was growing wetter salivating on my shaft. It glided along her lips. As she busied herself by stirring the large bowl with shaking hands, Courtney's hips began to move with mine. Just a subtle little gyration and rolling movement that made her nether regions kiss along my manhood. My body was folded around her as we both watched the guests outside with half-distracted caution. But our lusty humping wasn't enough. And when she felt me reach between us, she spread her legs wider, bending forward ever so slightly over the center counter. I grasped my cock, and I knew it was now or never. I teased the head between her folds and started to drive my hips upward. She grunted, dropped the mixing spoon, and gripped the counter. Her eyes shut, her lip clenched between her teeth. Christ, you're tight. I grunted in that animalistic way that I do when I'm in the zone. Indeed, she had bounced back from the last time I invaded her body. Her pussy was achingly tight as I sank myself into her, inch after painful inch. NGH. She gasped as I pushed past the point where her husband could reach. You like getting fucked in front of your whole family? I asked, teasing myself in and out of her slowly, and with each thrust, I contributed more of my length into her body. It took her a moment to find her words. She managed a nod, and eventually, a very shaky, yes. It drove me wild, and I could hardly resist giving one last hard thrust that stuffed the remaining length of my cock into the warm embrace of her pussy. She gasped, throwing her hands over her mouth to keep from crying out and alerting the entire family to her willful infidelity. I didn't give her the chance to regain her composure. With the party so close, and everyone coming and going, I was running on borrowed time. One hand grasped her hips. The other went straight to her tits and gave a squeeze over her dress. Her nipples weren't difficult to find. They were hard as pebbles and pressing through her top. I rolled one of them between my fingers as my hips fell into their usual mating rhythm. Bend over the kitchen counter, with her husband and entire family a mere glance away, I fucked her hard and rough. Our bodies moving together. Once Courtney got over her initial shock, her hips found the rhythm as well, and she pushed into my thrusts. She rolled her hips in time with withdrawals, her body begging mine for more. Her hands were braced on the edge of the counter, and she tossed her head back her brown curls slapping me softly in the face. I didn't mind. Our pace was feverish. Courtney was good at keeping her moans contained to whispery little gasps, but I could tell it was a struggle. Look at him out there. I whispered in her ear, my mouth threatening to nibble her ear in a gesture that there'd be no playing off should someone happen to see us. Oh God, she whispered back, knowing that I was teasing her. She looked at her husband at the grill as I fucked her rougher and harder. My cock stabbing into her body again and again, taking what it wanted from this happy couple. My words were already affecting her body. Her pussy grew wetter, tighter. He has no idea that his cute wifey is inside, panties around her knees, bent over the kitchen counter. 
I continued my savage attack of her pussy with my steel-hard rod. Roy. She panted. Roy. I'm going to. Her body was threatening an orgasm, and she was scared that she wouldn't be able to control her voice or contain her passion. Cheating on him with a neighbor. I was grunting too. My stamina is normally through the roof, but between Courtney's tightness and the adrenaline surge of our risky romp, my own release was fast approaching. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come. She cried out. She tried to quiet her screams, throwing her hands over her mouth. It wasn't good enough. I could tell by the way her muscles clamped down around my shaft that it was a powerful one. Thank God it wasn't a gusher, or we'd be scrambling to clean up after ourselves. Her body quivered, her pussy tightened and convulsed. She was in hell, trying to stop her cries of pleasure from alerting the entire party. Her hands weren't cutting it. She scrambled for a cloth oven knit and stuffed it into her mouth. She moaned into it like a pillow. The cheerful summer cartoon hand-holding bears that smiled from the fabric's design were far too innocent for what this little slut was doing. Oh, fuck baby, I'm coming too. I grunted. Courtney stiffened suddenly, even with her orgasm still coursing through her body, she was alarmed. Not in me. She knew what kind of load I was capable of conjuring, and the thought of it leaking from her pussy while she tried to maintain her appearance at the party would have been a Herculean effort. One that she was not up for. She moved away hurriedly, my cock slipping out of her pussy. Oh, better hurry. I grunted, my teeth clenched, my hand taking over where her pussy left off feverishly stroking myself over the edge. There was no turning back. Courtney grabbed for the first thing she could which happened to be my bowl of homemade potato salad. Just as my cock began to launch the first of many ropes of my spunk, Courtney was there, catching it just in the nick of time. The thick white cream that shot forth from my cock was immense and it splashed right into the bowl of summer picnic food. My hand didn't relent on myself, stroking wildly, indifferent to the housewife now knelt in front of me with a shocked and lusty look on her face. Oh, Courtney! Oh! I snarled through my teeth as my cock launched my load all over the potato salad, my cock jumping in my hand with each rope like a startled viper. By the time my orgasm had subsided, the potato salad was thoroughly basted with a new ingredient my baby batter. Courtney stood, heart pounding, cheeks red, and wonderful heavy chest rising and falling. She just stared at me in disbelief, oversized bull cradled in her arms. My cock was still hard as a rock. That's not uncommon. My recovery is quicker than a hormonal teen who just discovered his father's collection of plebis. Tucking it away now would have proven almost impossible. Thank God for that counter, because a moment later and the door opened. Hey, are you guys coming out? Burgers are almost ready. Steve. He was wearing a wide grin of misguided accomplishment and a dopey expression of cluelessness to his eyes. I turned to face the counter and replied with something equally dumb and innocent. Sounds great, buddy. Courtney didn't know how to react. A deer in headlights. Her panties were still around her knees, though that was impossible for her husband to notice, and giant bowl of potato salad covered in cum clutched to her bosom. She panicked, grabbed for the spoon and feverishly began to stir mixing in the gooey white mess that had come straight from my balls. Here, I'll take that outside. Steve noticed the bull. Courtney attempted to protest, but Steve wasn't hearing it. No, seriously. I want to try it. It'll go great with the burgers. Courtney glanced at me one last time, a look of shock to her expression, before releasing it into Steve's chubby arms. I could hardly control my own amusement, and when Steve carried out my cum-covered salad to his family and guests— 
it was all I could do to keep from bursting out laughing the moment he was out of earshot. Oh my god! Courtney whispered, watching as Steve laid the bowl at the picnic table, and unsuspecting guests began to spoon it out and dig in. She could hardly move. The poor girl's heart must have been pounding like crazy, because I swear I could see it beneath her chest. But then again, I was very intently studying her chest. God, those tits. Let's not worry about that now. I smiled and reached over. Her panties were still around her knees, and I hoisted them up. But when I reached her pussy, I couldn't resist helping myself to another touch, and to my surprise, she was wetter than ever. Bad girl. I grinned at her as I allowed my fingers to greedily rub her pussy. She melted against my touch. Oh? She shut her eyes and sighed with pleasure. The things you do to me. She purred. Yeah? What do I do? I replied innocently. Her knees wobbled as my fingers continued to roam her pussy, circling and teasing her clit. Fuck you know just how to touch me. She groaned again, and her eyes wandered back to my heart on still standing full and proud. I said nothing. My fingers roaming faster, moving in quick little circles around her clit. I had already started the engine. Now I was just revving it. She glanced out the window. Family and friends were eating my potato salad, oblivious to the cum drenching that we'd seasoned it with. Pretty proud of yourself, aren't you? She groaned, her voice soft and lusty. I am, I replied. And you like it? She whimpered, biting her lip as her cheeks reddened. I bore down on her pussy with my expert fingers, and I knew she was putty in my hands. She didn't answer, but her moan was all the response I needed. Some were private now, I ordered her. She looked momentarily uncertain. But what about? She trailed off when she glanced back at my raging cock. It was jumping and twitching with my excited pulse. It had no intention of going back to sleep any time soon. It's either right here again, harder and louder than before, or we go someplace with more privacy. I laid out her options, pure and simple. She didn't need further coaxing. She was already leading me through the kitchen. There was an adorable tremble to her walk that made me rethink wanting to go anywhere. I could have taken her right then, and there for all I cared. I was careful to hide my immense erection as she led me through the house. She picked the garage. You dirty girl, I remarked. I have a better excuse for being out here than if we get caught in the bedroom. She admitted with a guilty blush. The garage wasn't private we could still hear the ambient sounds of guests and music in the backyard but it was private enough for what we needed. I pushed Courtney back against her husband's car, my hands going for what they wanted her body. All over her body. Yes, fucking your neighbor in the garage is way more excusable than fucking him in the bedroom. I teased. One hand pulled Courtney's hair until her face tilted to the ceiling. With her neck presented, I planted my lips on her throat like a vampire and began to lick and suck at her skin hungrily. She gasped and writhed beneath my touch. Her hand sought out my cock until I felt her fingers close around it. Then she was stroking while my hands went to her tits. God, I miss these, I said, pulling at the straps of her sundress. She shrugged them down her shoulders and freed her breasts from her sunflower yellow bra. Then my face was buried in her chest, sucking out one of her plump melons while I squeezed and pulled and pinched the ample flesh of the other. Courtney was gasping excitedly, with just the tiniest hint of guilty shame. The latter I found far more exciting. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy unrestrained enthusiasm, but there's something about a girl who knows what she's doing is wrong that really gets me going. I forgot how rough you can be. Courtney had to fight to form the words. 
My roaming hands and hungry mouth on her chest made her words come out shaky and uncertain. My lips locked around one of her pert nipples and pulled hard at it as I sucked it into my mouth. Oh, did you? I asked and reached between her legs. This time I didn't so much pull down her panties as I gripped them roughly and tugged them in one motion until I felt the snap of the soft material. I tossed away her torn panties, pulled one of her legs up until it was resting against my hip, and I returned my cock to where it belonged deep in this little slut's snatch. A hard thrust, and I sank myself once again into the warm embrace of her body. She whimpered, still not used to a man of my size, and nodded. She was lightheaded, weak in the knees. And persuasive. She licked her lips as I fucked her against the car. Both hands moved away from groping at her tremendous boobs. I grasped her hips and picked her up. She threw both legs around my waist, her back resting against the car. I thrust myself in and out of her body, greedily claiming her for myself that afternoon. My heavy balls slapping against her ass with each thrust. She leaned her head back. Her expression going from nervous and mystified to one of absolute pleasure. Her eyes rolled back in her head. Her tits wobbled and knocked together as I tightened my grip around her waist and pulled her into my thrusts. My dick disappeared again and again beneath that cheerful little sundress of hers. The car shook behind her back. Oh fuck! She whimpered and cried out. She licked her lips and her legs tightened around my waist. I knew it was happening. She was coming already. That's it, baby. Come for your old neighbor. I grunted. My hips driving my length into her. Harder! She whispered, almost afraid to say it louder at first. But then she found her voice. Harder! she said with more resolve, even as her orgasm took hold. I was happy to oblige. The thrusting on her body could only be described as an attack on her womanhood. My balls slapped against her ass. Her curves jiggled freely. Her boobs were in a never-ending up-and-down bounce like a pair of basketballs being dribbled to the net. She couldn't even find her voice to cry out anymore. Her eyes shut and her face contorted in a cringe of uncontrolled pleasure that threatened to scream out, and alert the entire party of our private garage fun. She was being jackhammered senseless. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She started to moan out, her voice rising and her face contorting as her orgasm turned into a daisy chain of pleasure. For as bold as I am, even I had to clamp my hand over her mouth to keep her entire family from hearing what was happening behind these walls. She screamed into my hand as her whole body tightened its grip on my cock, and a moment later, I felt the juicy rush of wetness down my shaft that flowed from between her thighs. When her eyes popped open, she was staring at me in reverent disbelief. Slowly, I pulled my hand from her mouth and slowed my pace to a steady in and out to let the poor girl catch her breath. She was breathing hard. She was looking at me like she was seeing God for the first time. Her breath was quivery and uneven. Fuck! She whispered in a shocked exhale. I grinned, proud of myself, still giving slow deep pumps like an engine winding down. I forgot how good you are at that. She admitted with a guilty impressed blush. Maybe that's because you don't stop by and visit your neighbor from time to time. I said. So I have to surprise you when you're having a party. Well, maybe I'll stop by. She said finally. I think you should. I said. But not before we have a little more fun. I set her back down on her feet. Her dress fluttered into place around her legs but her tits were still out and standing full and proud. I pulled open the car door and climbed into the back seat. Courtney didn't need to be prompted. She knew to follow. She shut the door behind herself as I made myself comfortable in the back seat of Steve's car. Going to make me feel young again, 
I grinned to myself. Oh yeah? Her voice was husky and excited as she crawled into my lap and sat down on top of me, her thighs straddling my body and my dick right against her entrance. Reminds you of your days corrupting slutty teens with that big cock? I grinned even wider. No. I was still corrupting married women, even when I was a teen. Courtney bit her lip as she settled herself onto my cock. M. She purred as she sank deep into her body. I can certainly believe it. Then she bent forward, pressed those big lovely boobs against my chest, and began to slowly ride my shaft up and down. The car bounced gently on its shocks. I reached beneath Courtney's dress and held her by the ass. The two of us controlled her slow up and down movements. She wanted to feel every single inch of my cock, and I wasn't going to deprive her of that feeling. God knew that each pump was a long journey for her body to take, but it was worth it. Her mouth sought out mine, and as she worked her body up and down to please me, we made out like a pair of hormonal teens. Her tongue flicked playfully against mine, enticing mine to chase her. All the while, her hips moved in little eager rotations, swaying from side to side, putting on a good show for her new lover, while her old one was in the backyard, entertaining guests. Fine by me, since I had my hands full, entertaining the hostess. And speaking of full hands, I couldn't keep my hands off of her tits. By now a thin sheen of sweat had broken out on them, from the heat in the car. I intently rubbed them as her big juicy ass went up and down, faster and faster, hammering against my manhood. I thrust up into her bounces as best as I could but this was her effort, her rodeo. So for most of that time, I was content to lay back and let this young slut fuck me for a change. The car continued to bounce and squeak on its springs. Sweat ran down our bodies. I could feel it running down my shaft, dripping from my balls onto Steve's seats. If only he knew that it would be his wife's and his neighbor's come staining the seats. Just as Courtney's back started to arch and she leaned up to catch her breath, did I seize the moment to unleash my animal side again. I moved us around until she was on all fours with me proudly mounted up behind my conquest. I held her by the hips and pulled her body back into my next thrust. And just as I began to fuck her in the doggy-style position in the back seat of the car, the door from the garage to the house opened. We both froze. I don't know where she is. Steve called over his shoulder to someone else further inside. I'm not her GPS. He took a swig from the last of the beer bottle in his hand, let out a hearty belch before tossing the bottle into the recycle bin just beside the door. It clattered noisily enough to make me and Courtney nearly jump. If he'd glanced at the car for half a second, he'd see beyond the foggy glass the sight of his half-naked wife on all fours in the back seat, with his hot and sweaty neighbor kneeling behind her, his cock buried up to the hilt inside of her pussy. But Steve didn't look. The person in the house called back to him, and Steve laughed good-naturedly. Aren't I good enough company? Then he turned to the house and stepped back inside, oblivious to his wife's cheating and his neighbor's backstabbing betrayal. My thrusting resumed before the door even shut behind the pudgy fuck. Courtney was panting, braced on trembling arms. That was... My excited cock sank deep, and her breath caught. Close. She exhaled, finally finding the word. You loved it. I grunted and nearly yanked her back against my next thrust. My cock stabbed deep into her womb. My sudden aggression spurred by the need to fuck her harder than ever, a new lover reminding her that I was a far better suitor than her husband. She moaned in pleasure, her body breaking out in goosebumps. It was so bad. Wasn't it? One hand grasped her by the curly hair and yanked her back into my relentless pounding. I feel so naughty, she admitted. That's because you are. 
another hard thrust. You're a dirty, naughty, terrible wifey. I pulled her dress up around her hips, exposing her bare ass to me. I gave her a crisp slap across her smooth round globes, and it made her cry out in pleasure and pain. Oh God! Roy! She panted. I slapped her ass again, and her arms went weak. She bent forward, resting her face against the fabric of the back seat. I'm your senior. You call me sir, like an obedient respectful young lady. I ordered and spanked her again. She whimpered meekly, and replied with a, Yes, sir. All the while, her butt continued to bounce back into my thrusts, meeting the pleasure that I was delivering to her tight little hole. That's it, such a bad girl, fucking behind your husband's back. You make me this way. She moaned, chewing the tip of her finger, her body trying to keep up with mine. But I could tell that she was getting tired, just trying. She didn't have the decades of practice that I did. I'm going to make you a lot of things, you dirty cheating slut. I snarled. Oh, fuck, sir. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to come again. The orgasm took hold even as the last words began to climb into a higher and higher pitch, like she was cresting a mountain top. By the time her body went into convulsions, her voice was a girlish squeak. At the very apex of her orgasm, I grasped her hips and pulled her hard into one final thrust. I had been feeling my own conclusion arriving. And just as my cock sent Courtney screaming into her next orgasm, so too did I have mine. Only this time, there was no heaping bowl of potato salad to catch it. Oh, take it, slut wife. I grunted, and what followed was my balls unleashing their payload. It traveled down my shaft with the velocity of a millions of my sperm desperate to be birthed. When it gushed into Courtney's womb, her body stiffened. She felt it too, and in lieu of protesting, she cried out in an uncertain pleasurable moan. My cock shuddered, announcing the burst of another rope of hot cum. And when Courtney felt it, she moaned again. The sex-starved slut moaned each time a new geyser of my baby batter shot into her body. She took each eruption like a trooper, until my orgasm was done. And when I pulled slowly out of her, I could tell that it was more cum than her body knew what to do with. I watched with a sense of pride as the excess white spunk flowed from her slit and ran freely down her inner thighs onto her husband's car seats. She felt around with her fingers, running them through the mess I'd left behind. Just the very mess that she'd been hoping to avoid. She glanced at her hand, then flung the cum away, disinterested. She was too spent, too worn out, and tired to be concerned at this point. Her only focus now was just catching her breath, and maybe finding her voice. Her head was still rested against the car seat, her mouth hanging open. Finally, she managed to compose herself enough to pull her dress down and cover the leaking mess of cream filling I'd inseminated her with. We climbed from the car on unsteady legs. The windows were fogged up and the car itself smelled of sex. Courtney was too distracted to notice, and I couldn't care less if I'm being honest. Courtney fixed her dress. What do we do now? She asked with bewilderment in her voice. She was adjusting the straps of her dress and fixing her hair. The poor girl needed my guidance for more than just for sex. She needed to know how to play it off that she wasn't a guilty tramp. Personally, I could have gone again. But after that last venture, I decided it best to give her a break. Now we go rejoin the party and mingle and have fun. Just like nothing happened. I said, tucking my cock back into my shorts. What about this? She lifted her dress to show the cum running down her inner thighs. I'd done more than enough to mark my territory on her body. I shrugged. Do what you have to do. But we'd better go back inside and get you something to eat before anyone gets too suspicious, 
I put my arm around her and guided her back in. Oh, okay, she said, her demeanor returning to that of the timid housewife, and not the sexual panther she'd been minutes ago. I couldn't resist the smug smile that pulled at the corners of my mouth. Have you tried the potato salad yet? And with that, I'll leave off here. So ends yet another Roy Conquest. Good night, readers. Your wife is next. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.